All right. That's the cold open. Welcome to uh, Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and Matt Morrell had to go away for a, a kid emergency, so Chris Ferrer is in the booth. We're a little bit discombobulated here. Uh, Deuce's microphone just broke. What do you need, Tease? Toyota Reed. Toyota Reed. I need a Reed. It's right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess what? If you want to see Patriot uh, Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go to Patriots Unfiltered. Be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Hey, Mike. I just identified a Mike. No, it's it's overrated. Playing Here's against. the guy that we're going to key our blocking scheme on. No, it's not, it's not keying. That's, this is none of this is right. If it had to be inland, I'd think I'd live in Tennessee. Why? Nashville. Get your country music uh, career the taxes. going. Taxes. You have a lot of wealth that you have to worry about. Not yet. He has fun on offense. Like you know the stuff that he that does. Play, that play was fun. Like, like, I, I'm I, not a huge. I, you're not a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> the touchdowns that they scored in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember this, Mike. I know you don't tend to remember plays. No. You don't like football like I do. I think an acre is how much one single man could reasonably plow in a day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where that came from. That's what we're talking about when you come up with, I'm going to live in Tennessee because there's no taxes there. That was the Alexist thing ever right there. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Okay, now we're going to start. Now we can start the show. All right. Oh, man. As you can see, it's Deuce, it's Alex, it's Evan. No Paul. No Paul. Paul is out today. We're going against Paul right now. Yeah. He's on the Sports Hub, so. We'll get better right Myself, <laughs> Chris Ferreira in the booth, being assisted by Matisse. So They're, they're trying to figure it out. This is not yeah. Catch-22. Don't yeah, There's believe. a lot of scrambling back there and pushing of buttons and picking up phones and but but we're we're here we're here talking patriots for the next two hours uh we got the broncos coming up on sunday sunday night game how's the weather is it's gonna rain is it gonna snow possible snow, snow. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah a little weather a little yeah. weather possibly oh, the day Maybe before it's supposed to be pretty warm yeah so i gotta imagine that there's this cold front coming through and that usually causes precipitation when in it's, so good for, it's good for Santa. It just depends on how cold it gets, whether it's snow or rain. But if it gets too cold, what happens? What do you get freezing rain? When do you get that? Sometimes it gets too cold to snow. Yeah. Yeah. The air dries out and it just doesn't snow. If, yeah. Matt, if Matt was here, I'm sure he'd be playing the "What are you a weatherman?" Yeah. Quote, but so I saw I saw a Marine uh, walking out with his his sick kid, and he goes, "Yeah, he has an ear infection." Poor kid's just like holding his ear like this. He goes. My ear hurts. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, oh, no, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, those are the worst. The yeah. infections for kids. Yeah. My yeah. kid had a double once, the same thing. Like, you know, you're all, like, your work day gets thrown upside down is yeah. based on schedules and stuff. But, yeah, it we've been there. I mean, I, it wasn't, like, funny, obviously, but it was. You just pointed out, <laughs> ah, loser, have fun. Like, oh, no, your dad's got to work. Yeah. So what do we got? What? Well, we got to Flake A Part 2, Fred, unfortunately. Oh, God. God, are we even going to talk about it? I don't even know if I want to. Um, yeah. I, I definitely don't want to. I don't to. want to. But, but uh, could, could that at all explain Ryland's 
miss, and also the Denver kickers miss who hadn't missed that, all season. That was so Mark and Mark Daniels is the one that, that had the report, and and that in the story, that was what they ex- whoever he talked to said that it was why Bucker and, and Ryland missed. Yeah. yeah. The ball the ball was short on both kicks or something like that. because well, the, it Ryland's went straight up. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't flying properly. Yeah. You know, there wasn't enough yeah. air in the ball. So so that's weird. Yeah. If I was Harrison Bucker, I'd be pissed. It's his first miss of the year. Yeah. So he might – well, Why haven't we heard from him yet? Like, I'd like to hear him. Right. That might have cost him story. not the guy that's missed half his kicks. You want to hear from the guy that hasn't missed? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he, he – that might have ruined his perfect season. Like, yep. he might have had a perfect yep. season on field goals, and, and they just ruined it uh, for him. And this was just the officials just not pumping up the balls so I guess the hard K, enough. Yeah, the cape the K balls don't they're, – they're kept under wraps until the game, yeah. so they're responsible for it. I mean, like, the only thing, like, I, I, I'm, I'm bummed Paul's not here because I would just love to hear how either, A, disinterested he is or, you know, his conspiracy theory that he tried to figure it out. Um, but, I mean, I think to me, on a year where the referees have kind of been on the, you know, in the crosshairs – it's just kind of another sign of you know not an attention to detail and you know th- them messing up. So here that of to me all is, places, yeah, here of all places. So do you want to, but, for, but see, I yeah. I know I'm going to open up a can of worms here, but this is what Brady was pissed off about back in the day. He told his guys, if you ha- bring the rule book in there with them, you know, because and show them the minimum amount it can be inflated and that's what I want and what would happen is they they'd get the ball just the way he wanted and then the rest would go psh, psh, and you right, know add a little bit more and yeah. Brady was like no they're not supposed to do that you know that was the whole thing it was like it wasn't breaking the rules it was you know getting the ball to the you know absolute minimum and proving to the refs that yes we can do this yeah. you know oh, so just so just to be clear though the the K balls and the and the game balls are separate. They're separate balls, right? Yeah. So the, the K balls are controlled by the league. The ball that Brady was using in the 2014 AFC Championship game is controlled by the Patriots. That it's, was the problem. Well, it's it's yeah. controlled by the Patriots, but the refs check the officials check them before the game. Yeah, but yeah. They, but they're the those are each team brings their own balls. Yes, yeah. this is too many references to balls. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other thing I would just say is that if you look up the temperature. On Sunday at kickoff in the game book is 53 degrees with like 70% humidity. You look up the temperature in the game book of the 2014 AFC Championship game, 51 degrees with 70% humidity. It's almost like fifth grade science could have explained (laughs) this thing all along. Like it's the exact same conditions. It's the exact same issue. They brought the balls out of the locker room early. The balls were sitting there. They lost air pressure and they were underinflated. Shocker. Like, I can't believe that that's I what never, happened. For I really someone who doesn't never, want to talk about it, you're so passionate. I never thought we were going to have to discuss the ideal gas law again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I that know. we just that, ignored. That whole thing. I like, want a public uh, apology from Roger Goodell and the National Football League to and Tom And from Brady. Bill Nye, who tried to say that oh. we, the Patriots cheated. When no, no. Bill Nye fate. was on the Patriots side. I don't, I don't remember know. it I think that he, way. I, I, I don't think, think I have so. an axe to grind with him. I don't know. No, I think he was more Bill. He was more Bill. Bill Nye was definitely on the Patriots side. He was explaining the ideal gas law to people. I'm going to be on Team Alex so. on this one, Evan. I think, I don't, I don't know. So. I, I think, I, and I know what you're trying to say, but I think he was against, he came out against Bill saying Bill's explanation didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's different. He, he, well, he's not Mona Lisa DeVito. He's not even a real scientist. He did a whole, Bill Nye's whole thing was explaining 
like 101 what the ideal gas law was, which is what explains the night of the 2014 AFC Championship game. So I don't know how we're anti. I don't know. Okay, no, I'm sorry we brought it up. I'm sorry. We brought... Anyway, that was well, no, just a sorry. little thing that came up uh, after the game. But it was the Patriots that reported this, by the way, right? Yeah, well, I'd like to hear. I mean, as, as Evan said, like I'd like to hear from the Chiefs too if this was, you know, right. a big problem. Well, in the locker room, I, I wasn't in their post game, but was Chad and Bryce and were they visibly upset? Yeah, they were upset about something. That's sort of what made Mark Daniels, I think, start poking around, and maybe he, one of them told him off the record that this is what happened, and so he went and, and talked to some more people about it. Yeah, it was just. Um, I mean, I I, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, Bill Nye after Bill Belichick came out said what he said didn't make any sense. Nye told ABC News of, such a of fraud. Bill like refuted the coaches. Such a fraud. I don't. I, we don't need He's to get into it. But that's what I was. Thinking I think we're just making was. different points. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bill Nye's a Colts fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh I, man, I had to get I, into it. <laughs> like just. I mean, real quick though, like that just ruined it. Like you know, you've been trying to get back to the Super Bowl for, since 2011. They beat the Colts. I mean, they hammer them. I mean, we've all seen the clip of Edelman and, and Gronk laughing their ass off about it now of how ridiculous it was. Um, but, you know, you're, you're excited. You're like, oh, man, we're finally going to, you know, go back after a few years. And, you know, this is the first thing that came out. And being on the West Coast, you know, I know it was, I think it was a late game, but it was still early out there. So, you know, all of a sudden you saw what the Bob Kravitz, was that who it was from the Indianapolis? Oh, like, yeah. You know, and it was like, yeah. oh, no, here we go again. And then, you know, you spend the whole week like – well, and I stuff. think if it was like week two of the season, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But it was the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you know? week two would have been hot and the ball wouldn't have been. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been too hot. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, move on. Yeah. What else? What else do we have to talk about? Because um, uh, I know people don't want to talk about the game. Yeah. You know, people which, don't want to talk about winning the game. But you, you know, let's let's talk about one of your. I often do this on yeah, Thursday. One sure. of your roundtable questions. Yeah. Worst and best memories playing in Denver. Yeah. Sorry to the, I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably a deep dive for Alex and Tamara because we're we've been doing you know these guys forever. But you know, we threw it out there. Yeah. Um, worst memory? I mean, Harper's Muff. I think that 2015 season was they were doing great. What's your worst memory yeah. in Denver? Uh, I don't know. I'm surprised by nah. that. Well, mine was the well, same year, but it was but it was the AFC, was, was the AFC, AFC Championship. in 2015. Yeah. It was just such a frustrating game because yeah. Brady was getting his head beaten in. Yep. Um, you know, Storf. as I recall, <laughs> like the offense was hurt. You know, really, you were down to uh, James. Who was it? James at yeah. the time. James White got a ton of targets. Yeah, James and White and Gronk, much. right? Yeah. You know, and uh, they just couldn't get anything going. And then finally, that last drive, Gronk just was a yeah. a man possessed. Superhuman. Went down the field. They get within two. They go for the two. Brady looks to Edelman, and Gronk was open. If he had just looked the other way, he would have had a wide open Gronk. Believe it or not, after that drive, and it was unsuccessful. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it was just a it was just a frustrating game, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of them though. I mean, there's there's Shannon Sharp where we're killing the Patriots. I mean, the reason I brought up and you're right. I mean, they lost two FC championships there, and, and it's hard to say that a regular season game was worse than that. And I I was just kind of going off the cuff there. But I will say that like everything was going great until that Harper's Buff. I mean, and it, well they were and, ten and zero, and, and, and had they won that game, they probably would have been playing then that AFC championship in New England. Right. And you know, it just kind of felt like you know so so you don't always have a moment during a season well, where you felt this is where it all went wrong they, and they went in it. 10 and 0 and then they lost 
four of their last six games. And they just broke them for some reason. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, I guess I chalked yeah. that season up to Dion Lewis getting hurt. Yeah. Like you know, Dion Lewis never gets hurt. Too. Their offense was unstoppable. Yeah. But my worst memory by far is 2005 divisional round. I mean, it's not even close. Like it's a great one. I had never experienced yeah. losing before <laughs> as a Patriots no. fan. I was you know only like eight or nine years old when they uh brady <laughs> took over as the quarterback yeah. so like that was his first playoff loss i i don't even know how i woke up the next morning like <laughs> i was dejected because i had no idea how to handle it and uh, it, it's a touchback it will always be a touchback <laughs> and it's still a touchback yeah. to this day yeah. so that's by far but i was trying to think of like my best memory it's kind of hard like they have the comeback lost a, the comeback well the safety game but you were May yeah. have been too young. For yeah, that. but yeah. like they've lost a lot of really big games in Denver, yeah. so oh, yeah. I, I can't oh, yeah. really think well, the, of like any good ones in Denver. In Denver's be. tough. I mean, here would be uh, the the thirteen comeback. Yeah, when that's that. That's what I put because I was at that game and that was a great game. Um, and then I like it was fun to kill Tim Tebow, but like it wasn't like <laughs> right, really right. like that exciting. And that those were it's both here. So I, that was here, right? Right. These are dead, you know, um, there was a game. I think it was 01 where the Patriots lost. Uh, yeah. But it was a game in which they realized we can beat this team. Yeah. Like we only beat ourselves today, but we're a better team than Denver. Yep. That was an 0-1. Yeah. And I think they hadn't won there in a long time. And they didn't win that game. But they all came out of that game thinking we're not that bad. Yeah. That we can the, beat this team. The yeah. one yeah. podcast we did. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those guys talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, even before the 1998, uh, that was the first – uh, first ever post-game live video streaming show. And really? we did that under the stands at the old Mile High Stadium. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, the Hall actually tweeted this yesterday. Their their record in Denver is, is bad uh, overall, 11-21 and 21 in Denver all time. Uh, they lost 11 games in a row at one point in Denver uh, yeah. from 69 to 98. And then uh, post two thousand, they're still only five and seven yeah. in Mile High. So they've not. It's a house of horrors. Yeah, yeah. it's it's Rocky the, Horror. It's yeah. not been great to them yeah. now. I Evan brought up the 05. I mean, that game to me, that was probably like my moment of when I started kind of on this path because I was same thing. I was so dejected by that loss and the realization of, all right, we got Belichick and Brady. Like we have a finite amount of time with these two guys. Like how how can we maximize it? You know, and that was really that was when I started getting into like. Patsfans.com message boards and blogging and starting to write about the team and develop own opinions and stuff like that. That loss, like it was, Me it too, was but huge just impact. in my parents' living room. <laughs> and, I, and I think there's like little moments in yeah. all of those games. They're all a lot of them were just weird games. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I just remember uh, uh, Chad Brown getting folded in half in Denver. It's like yeah. I never saw anyone get hit. Like his ankles were up by his forehead. He was just literally folded in half. Oh, he got man. hit so hard. Uh, I remember um, uh, who, who was the great guard that we had? My, my Mankins. Mankins on his knees in front of an offensive lineman, just hauling off and just punching him in the in the nuts. <laughs> like it, it, like it, it wasn't even that. like trying to hide it. He yeah. just like it's, reared back. That and sounds just, like Logan Mankins. I remember Vince Wilfork going like from his middle nose position all the way to the sideline to make that tackle, yeah. which was just an amazing uh, athletic performance. And, of course, you know, Ben Watson chasing that guy down. Champ nine, Bailey. Yeah, 99 yards. Um, Touchback. I, I got a yeah. question. That's a little bit of a side, but do you feel like, and you've, you, you usually go to all the games, but do you feel like you remember the games better? Like, Because I, I get a split. Like, Do you feel like you remember games better if you're there in person or if you watch them on TV? Like sometimes I feel like I remember the away games that we watch here in the studio 
better because they're kind of narrated for you. Yeah. And the live games, it's it's harder to like because a lot of times people call in and be like, oh, the announcers pointed out this, and I'm like, I don't, we're not listening to the announcers. Right. Yeah. The games, replay. You know? yeah. That yeah. happens a lot because I'm like obviously tweeting about the game and like more like the X's and O's stuff. It and goes like, so much quicker. And people will like tweet at me being like, well, Tony Romo said this, and I was like, well, I'm not listening to Tony Romo, yeah. so I I don't know what Tony Romo said, but I I feel like you know in in my house like. Patriots games as a fan was it was like a big deal like we'd you know we'd have big dinners or meals with it and lots of people would come over and uh, things like that so like the the 2005 divisional game like we had a packed house like we had like a full house like oh, man. we had a bunch of food like you know because we thought they were just going to win another Super Bowl like, <laughs> like what did we know and uh and and then they lose and like it's just you know I just will never forget like the room like after that game and everybody just kind of shuffling out and to <laughs> go home and you know whatever and and uh yeah so I I feel like I remember the games as a fan like that because I watch them you know mostly with my father and like my sister and like my family and like so those do stick out a little yeah. bit more like, yeah. I, I miss being able to do that I mean I can't think of any other place that has had that many bad things happen yeah. you know like Baltimore they're in Miami, they're in Miami. Those Baltimore are the two, we've right? had oh yeah Miami that's yeah. another one of yeah. course of yeah. course yeah, yeah. Those are the two. Those yeah. are the two bugaboos yeah. of, of you know yeah. Patriots the, lore. No matter the dynasty, right? Yeah. No matter what team they had, those places. And I, I mean, are other teams like that too? Is that is it always oh, that yeah. hard to play for everybody in Miami or do, uh, no? But know. other te- other like every team has like that yeah. that thorn in the side, right? Like every every team I feel like has that. But uh, the the Dolphins. I mean, the t- Patriots lost have lost to the Dolphins when they've had much better teams. Oh, than yeah. Miami, like yeah. even yeah. recently, yeah. you know. So. Yep. Yeah, yep. that, that 18 team. That was 18, I mean, 19. They had like, flaws, it was but... week 17 and 19, like, yeah. to a terrible Miami team. After beating them, like, well, like I mean, just rolling them that week, yeah. t- week two here with. But, but, or, or, that no, was down there. Here, down there, but with yeah. Antonio Brown. Yep. The Antonio yep. Brown game. All right. 855 Pats 500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. All the we TVs have are going all crazy. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, something's oh. happening. Branding. Uh, Give the thumbs up, though. So. Let's let's go to the phones because we've got to hurry. Paul's not here. We got his picks. So, Deuce, though. you're going to handle the picks. I sure am. I got them ready to go. And do you have what happened last week? <laughs> no, I wait. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, I do. I, okay. Uh, no, I actually yes, I do. I, right. My apologies. Because I, I know this is going to take a little longer than it usually does. I'm a little slow. Yeah, yeah that's okay. We, so. we have a lot of problems with picks today because we don't have Paul. And then practice is at like one forty for some reason today. So I have you may I'm not gonna, get back. I, in I'm time. not going to be back in time, and I'm probably not going to be here when we normally do picks. So it's just going to be a mess. What are you yeah. going to do? Maybe we could do picks early. You'll have to give uh, Deuce your pit your picks. I'll give Deuce my picks. Yeah. I didn't make my picks though. Everybody's going to say I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. The Ace Ticket Hotline. Tyreek is in Charleston. Is that Charlestown or Charleston, South Carolina? Today. Which wh- where are you from? I'm in Charleston. In the Carolinas or? Yeah, yeah. in the oh. Carolinas. Sounds nice. good. Cool. All right. Um, good to speak with you guys. I hate to bring this up, but i got two questions for you guys. Is Will we look back if Bill does leave this team uh, in the offseason and say that project players were the true downfall of this organization? And the second question is, is that is if Bill does stay, Will we look at this draft and say he's not going to take the consensus best pick if we have a top ten pick? Yeah. 
Um, I, I mean, I, my, I would say no. I think it's he's missed on the layup, the, the high-end guys. It's not the projects that's hurt them. It's been missing on first-round draft picks and on the talented guys. Of just those, that, that's the core that's that's supposed to be here. Not, you know, I, I think it's fine to take flyers on guys, and I'm sure that there's been some, you know, that some earlier developed better than those later. But to me, it's like you look at their first and second-round picks going back to 2015, 2016. That tonnage of all those misses building on each other, and now. We're sitting here without a core. We don't really have many star players. That that to me is is the biggest issue. Yeah, I feel like some of the in the recent drafts, like some of their flyers on day three have actually been their best picks. Like yeah. Mike Onwenu, yeah, probably there you, go. you know Pop Douglas this year is probably their best rookie. Uh, they they've they've actually hit on a few of those types of guys. I agree with Deuce that it's it's the top of the roster guys. You know Cole Strange. It's uh, you know, Mac Jones, unfortunately, now is looking like yeah. one of those misses. So, I say a win. yeah, like those are the picks that are, have been killing them. But uh, it is interesting, though, like I, I don't trust him, but I don't know about how you guys feel of like giving Thanks, Bill the number two overall pick in the draft and giving him control of the pick again, yeah. you know, like he's had. And I don't necessarily think that he would go and pick. A UT Chattanooga guard again but like he's probably not going to pick the sexy pick right like it's not going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. it's probably going to no. be Olo Fashanu or yeah. uh, you know something like that and you know how would we all feel about that I guess or if him taking a defensive player like or something like that yeah I, I just wonder how it all feeds into what you know we talked about what he would say what his pitch would be to the crafts and essentially would be boiled down to I don't have a quarterback you know we didn't get good quarterback play so does that, you know, if that was the, the case, would that mean he had to take a quarterback or, you know, I, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe he goes well, free agency you know he's and got, takes a tackle. You know, despite him sometimes saying, I don't know, or I don't remember, he's got a photographic memory when it comes to this stuff. And I'm sure that he could sit down with the exception of the Cowboys and the Saints game, probably tell Robert Kraft the key points in each game where yeah. they could have won or lost it. And, you know, whether it was a turnover or, or whatever, and and show how close they were yeah. to winning some of those games, you yeah. know. And but it, it, it goes beyond that. It does. It goes I mean, beyond it, just the you know. Games. I mean, just like even something as simple as like this year with the special teams, like we just kind of shifted Joe Judge over there, and it made no difference at all. Like you know, those are the kind of things that like like it's not just like the big pieces. It's like these little moves that haven't paid off. And you know, I don't want to get on Adrian Clem. I don't know, you know, what he's dealing with, but it's just, you know, these a lot of these moves didn't work out. You weren't able to get past all the problems you had last year. And I mean, I just I still think last year was just the travesty. That was, you know, that whole yeah. situation with well, the offense. And, and then the there's a lot line. of things that we don't even know about. You know, like yeah. like it's kind of coming out now that, you know, Malik Cunningham really did have a lot of guys who were wondering how come he's not playing, you know, things like that and Yeah. You know, I don't. You don't remember that stuff coming out before. Like no. I know. Um, That's Sophie the thing Weller about this it. year. It just feels like, le not that that was a leak because Sophie literally Gosh. got it in locker room. Right. But just all the leaks this year, all just the narratives coming out from unnamed sources, and it's just so different. We've never really dealt with this. And it's because it's a three-win season right. too, and it's like That's it's what just happens. snowballs and it falls apart. I mean, I, I mean, I said it, circling. you know, to to the guys. I mean, I don't really ever remember. You know, I usually get in here about eight fifteen, eight thirty, somewhere in there, and. You know, there's just been multiple times this year where there are guys like honking behind me to get through the gate because I'm assuming they got an 8:30 meeting mm -hmm. and everybody. You know, yeah. what happened to the days of first one, right. and first last if, one if out? If you're on time, you're like you're late, right? Yeah. And these are like, you know, and I, I, 
I mean, I've always this has been my schedule. I don't I don't ever recall like, oh, my gosh, there's like six cars just come flying into the parking lot like at 828, you know, trying to get in. So it's it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. This is what you kind of expect to have happen is people start to talk. People start to get disengaged and it's slowly just kind of he said yeah. this. So what do you say about it? And I you that, know. like I, I wonder, you know, we talk so much and I talk so much about like personnel and x's and o's and all this kind of stuff like special teams i think is a great example of this like how much of that is just buy-in like in special teams is not like you're not reinventing the wheel on yeah, special no teams scheme. right it's just like this is what we do this is what every other team does and like you have to go and cover this punt and teams that you know th- in the past with the patriots that have had great special teams how much of that was just because they knew that like one play on special teams could win them a Super Bowl, whereas now it's like okay, we're three and eleven. Who gives a crap about yeah. covering this kick right now? Yeah, and I think that those like buy-in things are are maybe it was a sense of pride. Yeah, like yeah. that. That's maybe number one over all of the other stuff. Well, I heard on one of Paul's shows this morning they were talking about was you Paul know, on it. No, no. Um, you know, will you regret it if Bill goes to another team and has success? And in in my opinion no i wouldn't because i hope that he goes and has success it's just not going to happen here yeah it's just you know i'm not saying he's washed up but i think that the situation here is has been played out yeah and i think it's good for him to move on just like in brady's mind it was good for him to yeah. move on yeah you know it's, it's become a common refrain that i've heard a lot and i got to admit it, it kind of annoys me where everyone's like it's just time it's well, just time it, it, like you know, like yeah, that's what we got. Into. You know it when you see it. You <laughs> know just, it when you see it. It's but just time. I also just I don't get the regrets thing of like you know, if he goes on and wins a Super Bowl. Also, like who cares? Like yeah. it's he's not the right coach well, for this. He wasn't going to do it here. It makes right. you wonder though, like why not? Where's the disconnect? Why did it fall apart? Why? I don't know. Well, there'll be books know. written. You know, we'll yeah. find out more in well, down the road. Maybe as soon as this February with the dynasty. I, yeah, I, like well. I, that's just why I have my my doubts of him going on and being super successful elsewhere. Though, too, is you know I've been uh, asking around the locker room a little bit about Gerard Mayo, just like what kind of coach is he? What kind you know what what makes him a good coach? Because if he is the next head coach of the Patriots, you know, I, I want to try to know as much as I can about him. And I think a lot of players I've spoken to have said that have pointed to other situations around the league and some of these younger head coaches and how their buildings are being run. And one player uh, mentioned to me that he has a former college teammate that plays for the dolphins. And he said that, you know, the stories that this guy tells him about McDaniel and how loose and how like fun he is to be around and just like how just like quirky he is and like just how uh, laid back it is he's like you know it's not that they don't get down to to business when they need to get down to business but it's just it's easier to play for him yeah and that's how a lot of the guys talk about Gerard is that like he's a player's coach and he has that sort of pulse of like I, I wouldn't want to be a drill sergeant either like uh, playing for that so I think that for better or worse you know there's a lot of these modern athletes really are gearing themselves more towards the McDaniel yeah. people there's did a, you see the uh, clip that I, yeah I was just where he's know. giving the talk yeah. of, yep. I, I thought it was good like the, the, the accountability part of it I thought it's to me it's a little off-putting with all the swearing yep. like I don't think he needs to do that yeah it didn't seem it, to me, it was distracting when he swore. I agree. Otherwise, yeah. I thought it was a great message. Like, I'm going to call really bad plays, <laughs> and it's going to be on me, yeah. and I'm going to screw up. But yeah. 
don't get mad. Don't get sad. Just move on. You yeah. know, good play, bad play, next play. Just, thing, some, just some context. So this is from uh, Hard Knocks, in-season Hard Knocks. And it's um, and it's one of my favorite stuff to watch is when the coach is actually talking to the team. And McDaniels, you know, come up and, and, and like Fred said, taking responsibility. But, you know, putting a play up and, and basically ripping himself on the film, um, which, you know, I, I think you respect. But I totally agree with you. I was like, why is he just like it's just every, every, every other word? F and you F. Know? Yeah. Um, it's like he's trying to fit I'm in. A, I know. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's it comes exactly. down to, I think, yeah. especially as the season's gone on. He's gotten so much attention this year. Like, at this point, he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, he's a he's a great coach. I just, uh, you know, I think the interesting thing with him is uh, are, are they going to, you know, be able to kind of change the narrative? They're well aware of what the narrative is. I mean, do you see Tua get up and be like, you want to say that I'm nothing without Tariq? Say it. I don't care. Like, I'm just here to do my job. You know, I, I mean, I, I like how Tua handled it, but... At the end of the day, you guys got to go out and win, and, and you're going to have to, unless you get home field, you're going to have to go into, you know, an away stadium and win probably in kind of harsh conditions. Against and, a good team. You know, it can't, do yeah. you have that toughness, or are you kind of, you know, like your coach, when everything's going and, great, and, it's great. But, and then yeah. there's the test, if that keeps happening, of whether or not McDaniel's style works. Yeah, is he yeah. just an offensive you know, coordinator? Yeah. Who but, knows like, how when to you're right, together, when you're in but, front, you know, okay, but. Yeah. I just think that, you know, the. the he mentioned McDaniel because his t his college teammate played for McDaniel, but he also mentioned some other of the younger coaches, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. You know, so he said, you know, I'm not as familiar, but like I, that's what I've heard, you know, just from talking to guy, you know, friends and stuff around the league. That, you know, these younger coaches just take a much different approach to criticism, to schedule, to all of it, and uh, I just wonder if if Bill hasn't isn't going to be able to adapt to that sort of culture. Like it's not the way it was 20 years ago when you could be a drill sergeant with these guys, or you can get up there and rip, you know, guys on the, in front of the entire team and have everybody be okay with that. Like, and it's I not wouldn't like be surprised anymore. if, you know, if he did go to another team, if he didn't change up, like when you're here, it's hard to change up because like, this is who I am. I'm not going to like all of a sudden become a different guy here. But when you go to a new place, it's a fresh start and maybe you can adjust a little bit better, yeah. you know, uh, with these this new team and new players. Yeah. What I always wonder with Hard Knocks, did you see the clip of him like saying uh, one play drive, one play drive? No, no. So he's like on the sideline as before Jalen Waddles touchdown this past week, and he uh, Tyreek is like standing in street clothes on the sideline, and McDaniel goes up to Tyreek and he's like, I got, I just got a feeling that like this is going to be a one play drive. <laughs> Like or that, that, and then he just looks at him and he just goes, "I just have a feeling like that with Waddle's just gonna, this is gonna just be a touchdown to Waddle." Yeah, what do you say? He's like, "I'm manifesting." Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm and then the very next play, sixty-yard touchdown to Jalen Waddle. So, like, is that was that editing? Like, did they like? <laughs> well, that's to, that NFL Films does that a lot, right? Yeah, so, yeah. did they clip that from like a different part of the game, yeah. and then it just happened? It seems like, like McDaniel humor to like kind of put that in play you yeah. know what i mean like he's like the next like after it happened he would yeah. record that to yeah let them, yeah to give it to him yeah I but uh, it. if it because like all like wild just runs by his guy it's not like it was like some like dressed up play or something yeah. like that so. well that's and that to that point i mean and i've mentioned this to you guys a little bit as we've talked about you know we all hope that you know they get if they get a new coach that it's going to be somebody offensive and you know that he's going to be able to pick a quarterback and be his guy but you know is there something just to be said for the guys like D'Amico Ryans or maybe someone like Gerard Mayo, who maybe necessarily isn't an offensive guru, but it's just a guy that, that people want to follow and that, you know, that they're going to buy what he's selling, you know. And, and sure, we'd love to have, the, you know, the offensive whiz, but 
you know, I don't, I don't think that this means like that every NFL team now needs to have an offensive head coach. I think, you know, I mean, maybe he is, but maybe he's also a defensive guy like, like Ryan's or, um, you know, you're seeing a little bit with Antonio Pierce. I know that's a weird situation with the Raiders and it's kind of the inmates running the asylum right now, but you know, you just you see these guys react to those coaches and, and you know that they're going to go out and, and play hard for them. And I think that that, you know, is probably the biggest thing rather than, hey, we've got the best. You can have the best scheme, but if your guys aren't going to play for you, uh, it's, it's not going to matter because they're not going to execute. Yeah. I mean, Al from Wisconsin says the thing that sticks with me from McDaniel is actually when they were blowing someone out and the backup quarterback throws a pick. McDaniel then goes up to him and says, hey, man, that's on me. I called a bad play. I couldn't see Bill doing that in a thousand years. I agree with no, that. No, and I mean, and you know, when you read between the lines a little bit, I mean, I know Jalen Mills had like a tweet like last week about like it's amazing what happens when your coaches believe in you, and I just, you know, I do. I wonder what. I mean, everybody's always said anybody that's played in this building has said it's it's really hard here, and you really have to be into football, and you know, I, I and I just wonder as time has progressed if there's. Because I do think there are still some guys that appreciate that. Like, I think Jabril Peppers is, like, fine. He doesn't need a pat on the back. He wants somebody who's going to, you know, get him motivated and tell him what needs to be done. And, you know, but I just wonder if, if, if it shifted a little bit. And now there's a more majority of players who are like, I just wish Coach was nice to me. And then no. I'd play hard for him. I know. But, <laughs> but like, you know, like saying, <laughs> saying I called a bad play, yeah. but we won, you know, yeah. is, is – but if you start losing a lot, then me again guys me yeah, again yeah, you know like, like coach you, you can't do you're that killing every us, week. Coach. Yeah. you know you no. can't do that. so it's it's a fine line and i think at the bottom line for a head coach is they have to be true to themselves and honest they can't 100%. be they can't be they can see right through it you know they have to be themselves because yeah people see right through that yeah. but but so the jets were on hard knocks at the normal time in the summertime and like robert sala came off a little bit performative too yep. so i wonder how much of that is just editing and they it's know they're on cameras camera being a like, like right. you can't, yeah you can't help but change a little bit when cameras are yeah on yeah <laughs> but I, I was talking to uh my problem is i don't change <laughs> to jabril uh about gerard mayo too and he's you know he said that like the the two things that he looks at for in a head coach are great motivator and great teacher. Like yeah. those are the two big things. And like, to yeah. your point, he didn't say like great X's and O's guy, right? Like he didn't say, you know, yeah. great scheme or great game planner. Uh, so maybe the best motivator and teacher is not an offensive coach. Like maybe that is Gerard Mayo. Maybe that is, you know, yeah. well, I mean, uh, could be. Parcells I mean, told me, you know, coaching is teaching. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, you know? you know, clearly, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I would say, has both. You know, it seems Sean McVay, for a while at least, I mean, his guys all really, you know, seem to, to play for him. And, I, I mean, I think just, you know, part of it is is the next generation of younger coaches that, I mean, they just they can't help. I mean, Bill is my dad's age. You know, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. be different. And I think Bill is probably his best trait is his ability to teach the game. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I think that that's what really – Digestible I bits. wish that we yeah. could, like, showcase that more. Um, because that's by far like what he's the best at, which is why I think he's been so good, yeah. like, more than any of the other I, stuff. I tell the story all the time when he came in 96 as a defensive assistant for Parcells, and uh, it was uh, we're at training camp in Bryant, and Lawyer Malloy was holding court, and he said, this guy's a genius. you know. And he just met him because the way he makes it so easy to understand he, he's a genius, yeah, and that always stuck with me. You know, like Lawyer Malloy was a guy. A genius? Yeah. yeah, Lawyer Malloy was a guy who always spoke his mind. Yeah, like if you cut a guy and he didn't like it, he'd he'd circle back or and cut him. Yeah, and tell you so. But <laughs> but like, you know, uh, that that stuck with me, and I've heard it from a lot of players since that 
you understand what you have to do when you play for Bill Belichick. You, you, he yep. makes it very clear to you what your responsibility is and what yeah. the expectation is for you. And he's going to be. And honest then it's up to you. you to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be honest with you too. Yeah, that's part of it. I, I don't know. I always balked at the genius thing. I mean, it's interesting hearing it like come from Lawyer Malloy's mouth, but like. You know, I just I think some of it was Bill was unfairly saddled with he's a genius. And well, his his own dad said genius. All you do is walk <laughs> up and down the sideline. That's I, you know, his father, right? Said well, that. and that's the standard that I think people, some people hold him to. And it's like he's just a football coach. Like, well, it's not I think like, within you know, the confines of football, yeah. he's a genius. Yeah. He's a football. No, he, he understands his everything. IQ yeah. for football is out of this world. Yeah, and I think. I think overall he's he's a really really intelligent person. Oh yeah, you know like he's a smart guy. Well, you see with the history, I think that's as close yeah. as you really get consistently. Other than as I brought up a billion times, the the '09 doc where you actually got to see film of Bill talking to the team, and you know there's no filter. It's you know everything we hear through the media is filtered, and you know I understand and I respect that, but you know there's just it's cool when you hear about what what buttons he's actually you know trying to push, showing old boxing matches or old horse races or, you know, all those different kind of techniques that, that I really just enjoy. Shackleton's that, that part adventure. Of Shackleton. I mean, those are the things that I, I really enjoy about, about the coaching profession and just, you know, trying to get, I mean, this is how I always put it. I have one year coaching club hockey, but it's, it's really hard to get a bunch of individuals to play together the way you want them as a team. It's, it's, you don't, you don't know what buttons to push. Kids are in line, out of line. You don't know. And it's uh it's a really, really hard job to, to do. And I, I mean, I respect those who, yeah. who do it. All right, uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Arthur in New York. What's up, Arthur? Uh, how's it going, guys? Okay. Uh, first thing I wanted to say was I think Belichick hit an absolute home run uh, with the special teams this year. Behringer is, I think I just saw, leading the Pro Bowl vote. And Ryland, absolute home run as he's got us in the top three <laughs> for a draft pick. And I absolutely love Jaden Daniels, and when you ask anybody what's the big knock on Jaden Daniels, they say he's too skinny. He's six yeah. three, 180 pounds. Well, I say if that's the biggest knock on him, then that's like someone saying on their job application, "Oh, my, my worst thing is that I work too hard." Like literally, <laughs> and he can gain 20 pounds. That's not the end of the world. He ran for over 2,000 yards the last two seasons and 21 touchdowns. So even if this guy couldn't throw the ball at all, he is by far the best rusher in the draft, and that is not a debate. By far the best rusher in the draft. He throws a beautiful deep ball. He, he's going to have a Zach Wilson-like pro day where everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy can absolutely hit these 60-yard bombs down the field. He threw uh, 72% completion this year, and he was throwing it deep down the field. He wasn't Bo Nix in the Oregon offense who was throwing 40% screens behind the – line of scrimmage. He was throwing it consistently down the field. His completion <laughs> percentage has gone up three straight seasons. He has elite pocket presence. He knows exactly when to run, uh, exactly when to hang in there uh, and make a throw. Are you his agent? Um, at, <laughs> uh, what, no. Where do you think I he's going to go? I'm curious. Where do you think he's going to go in the draft? Like, how I, think, you, I think every year there's a quarterback that uh, rises late that people aren't expecting. I think he could go as high as number one. Ooh. I, I'm being serious. I think he could go as high as number one. Um, That's just bad. look at him at 18 years old as a true freshman at Arizona well, State. I mean, it was uh, 10 he years for 17 ago. Touchdowns, in college for seven. Uh, and two interceptions. He was electric as yeah. an 18-year-old freshman. Wow. And if you look at the quarterbacks taken the last five years, Brock Purdy in 2022 was the last quarterback taken. Uh, the only time, really, was 2021 where Trevor Lawrence was picked first and we got left with Mack and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, where the number one guy actually ended up being the best quarterback. 
In 2020, uh, Jalen Hurts was the fifth quarterback taken. Uh, Justin Herbert was the third quarterback taken. 2019, Kyler Murray was the first quarterback. Look what he's turned into. In 2017, they took Mitch Trubisky over Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. In 2016, Dak was the eighth quarterback taken. So I see these people on Twitter when I'm saying, I think Jaden Daniels should go first, and they're calling me an idiot. Oh, like Who's calling you an idiot? Caleb Williams is the guy. Well, you don't know that. No, no. no, no, Thanks for the passion, Arthur. No, I, I'm intrigued by him. I've said it a long time ago. I'm, I'm intrigued by Jaden Daniels. I'd love to fall in love with one of these quarterbacks. And I mean, I'm just starting to dip my toe in a little bit here. It's, it's well, we all know what, what I do with the job. But like, I mean, I just I, when I talk about these guys, I want to come from a place of where I, I don't want to just read what someone else wrote and spit it back to somebody. You know, I want to actually, but I, I, I hope I could develop that kind of passion. I just, I mean, I throw it kind of to Evan of, is Jaden Daniels the kind of quarterback that's going to fall in that, kind of middle area between the Patriots' first two picks where maybe it doesn't quite make sense to take him in second, unless, unless you love him as much if as he does. If you love him, it doesn't but, matter. Right, Just right. take him first overall yeah. if you love him. Yeah. You know? But if there's some questions, you know, is it is it the kind of thing where, well, we, 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 don't, we don't really want him at two, but he's going to be gone by 33. You so, know? yeah. No, but to, it, when it comes to quarterback, 34. if you like the guy, where you take him shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's never too soon to take the quarterback you love. But, yeah. what, but what if you felt like, look, we could put Joe Alt at left tackle. He day one started. He's there. With Daniels, though, it's going to take some time. It's going to take – we might not even have him the first year. I'm just, you know, speculating. Yep. I don't know. Yep. But, like, that's the – that's where I'm kind of coming from. Well, then you don't love making. him. Like, it's like hard to – Then you don't love him. But we so, think if we – but he's got all the tools, Fred. If we could just get him, you know, put 40 pounds on <laughs> So I, I – Get his wrist thicker. I, I'm not quite as passionate about it as Arthur is, but I – I lo- Lamar Jackson's my favorite player in the league. I love Lamar Jackson, and I think Jaden Daniels is the closest thing I've seen to Lamar since Lamar I- at Louisville. Like he is that dynamic. I I think that the because Arthur laid out all the positives about Jalen Jaden Daniels, I don't really need to go down that road. I think the negatives uh, with, with his game, the size matters because he's going to have to take a beating in the NFL. And is he going to, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Uh, that's, that's a factor. Like you have to factor that into, especially where everything. we're at with the O-line. Yeah. Protection. And if he's going to run as much as, as he's going to have to run, uh, because that's his skill set. Like you can't take away right. his superpower and, and right. make him a pocket pass. And if he puts on the weight you want him to put on, which one is so much easier said than done. Is he the same runner? Right. I'm not interested in him putting on any weight. Because I don't want to take away anything from what he's good at. Yeah. So what what Lamar has been able to do, and he's gotten hurt. Like Lamar has not yeah. necessarily been able to sustain it either. Um, but Lamar is pretty good at knowing when the journey is over, yeah. right? Like and knowing like, all right, I'm just going to slide down or I'm going to run out of bounds and I'm going to avoid the hits. And uh, he's pretty good at that. And, and I, I think that that's something that you're going to have to develop if you're Jaden Daniels. I think the w- couple things that – one, I disagree with him I, that he knows when to run and he knows when to stay in the pocket. He takes off a little bit too much for my liking. I, I think that he's going to have to learn to to sit in the pocket a little bit more in the NFL. Uh, number two, when he gets to some of these more sophisticated defenses, he's had trouble with post-snap processing. Like, you know, when they change the picture on him and it starts as single high and then it becomes too high. And that's what NFL defenses do. The NFL defenses aren't stagnant. They're constantly moving around. They're constantly disguising. Uh, how is he going to handle those kinds of things? Uh, are, you know, Florida state got him on that Alabama got him on that a little bit. Um, so that, those are some of the things that are, people are looking at as like 
quote unquote knocks. Uh, but I, I, he's a first round pick in my book. Like he's going to be a first round pick. I think, I think you're crazy. If you, if you let him fall out of the first round as a league and they, the league was crazy that they let Lamar go as, as late as he did. Like Lamar should have been much higher. And I just look at Jaden Daniels and say, we're that much further along now uh, in terms of evaluating well, quarterbacks. The thing about Lamar was teams were just afraid that, you know, we're going to get him. We got to change our offense because very few yeah. teams had an offense that suited Lamar Jackson. I give Harbaugh a yeah. ton of credit for doing that. How much would a team like the Patriots or, you know, any other, most other teams have to change their offense if they pick Daniels? Uh, quite a bit, but I think that you know, just just to play it out with the Patriots, like if Bill O'Brien is here next year. How much different does it need to be than the Deshaun Watson offense in Houston, right? Like, I, I don't know if it needs to be significantly different in terms of that offense, okay. but that's a lot different than the offense that they're running right now. Uh, I, I just think that there's – so when I, you look at, like, prospects in general with quarterbacks, especially, like, you want to have an elite trait. Like, you want to have a, a something that makes this guy special. And Jaden Daniels, no doubt about it, his mobility is, is special. Like that is a special trait that he has as a playmaker, and I think the rest of it you could probably f- figure out. Like I think he's going to be able to figure it out. Why is league. Caleb Williams considered better than him? Just like a more natural passer. Like it, it doesn't look, um, you know, his throwing motion, his ability to read defenses, his ability to win in the pocket. Um, just a little bit more of a natural thrower. Uh, probably a little bit more natural arm talent too. Okay. But I like Daniels a lot. I do. Not as much as Arthur. But <laughs> uh, let's go to Mark in Connecticut. What's up, Mark? Merry Christmas, everybody. You too. Thank you. Um, I have a uh, thought here. All right. If I'm the GM, this is what I'm going to do. Gerard Mayo is going to run the helm. I'm going to bring in Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. I'm going to. Add T. Higgins as my uh, wide receiver. I'm going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So now you have two number one. I'm going to re-sign Kendrick Bourne. I'm going to sign Hunter Henry, and I'll draft a tight end or pick up another free agent. I'm going to draft two tight ends. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, two offensive linemen to shore up the uh, line. Maybe a running back as well in there. What what are you guys' thoughts on that? So you're going uh, heavy on offense. Yeah. yeah. Damn the torpedoes. Well, yeah, defense is fast. I, I, I don't disagree with the, the heavy offense approach. Like, I have no time for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, other than that, like, I mean, obviously, I think some of that is not going to happen. Simply, they're not drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. and paying T. Higgins $25 million a year. Like, I, I just, unless they are run by somebody completely different that has nothing to do with Bill Belichick and has never learned a thing from Bill Belichick in his life. I, they're not going to spend two premium, premium assets on receivers. I just well, don't see that happening. Yeah, but in terms of money. But that's what you need, though. Yeah, in terms of money, in four years, maybe you don't re-sign T. Higgins and Marvin Harrison is great, and yeah. then you dr- draft another. I, I just don't think that I just don't think that they would allocate their resources that way. I think it's too much into one. I, position I mean, for I them. think you undervalue the offensive line. I mean, I don't. I don't think you just pick up two offensive, two tackle starters as rookies. And you know, I mean, yeah. and we've seen Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson. I mean, well, I, they, in the I'm past, they've shored up the yeah. offensive line through free agency. You know, veteran guys that they bring in, and you know, these guys 
Yeah, but I think these left tackles, though, this is the, the I, I need somebody in place there. And yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make the case for Alt. And, and you know, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, generally overall disagree. I think those are the kind of moves they have to make. Um, I'm with Evan, though, on, on Kirk Cousins. I'd rather go with somebody that like Jacoby Brissett, who we know is not going to be the starter. We're not going to pay him like the starter. He's keeping the seat warm until whatever rookie we have is ready. And I don't want to pay Kirk Cousins to be average Kirk Cousins, and i got to pay him you know, $20, 25000000 million, and he's coming off an injury, and I've already seen him with an elite weapon, and it was fine. You know, it's just it, there's nothing intriguing about that. At best, he maybe gets back to a level he's been at with the Vikings, they're, which is kind of what Mac was in, at in best 2021. They're last year's Vikings. Right. Are you saying that he's too much to pay to be a bridge quarterback? Because I don't think he's going to take you to the promise. No, no. Yeah, that basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. I'd rather just put somebody that there's no illusion that we're hoping. Like, if you sign Kirk Cousins, I think the, the message is, we kind of think he could do something for us. You know, we're going to pay him kind of like that, and he's kind of the starter now. I'd love to, I, I'd probably, and this is assuming you get a first-round quarterback in some capacity, whether it's that second pick or you trade back up into the first round to get, you know, maybe somebody like Daniels if that kind of thing lined up. But, you know, keep the seat warm, but we're not under any illusion. So of, of let's what's just say that um, this is the year that Rodgers is available. Is Aaron. this the year that you draft Marvin Harrison and bring Aaron, Aaron Rodgers in and maybe go for it? Or? Without Belichick? Well, who cares who I, the head coach is? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that that made, made sense last year with like a last hurrah for Bill to try to get back on track and to try to get, you know, one last, uh, you know, just good season, double-digit wins. Well, I, I guess think what I'm saying is, season. is there a scenario in which you're taking Harrison and bringing in a quarterback who can win it for you now? Do you think Kyler Murray can win it for you now? I kind of am intrigued by I, Kyler I, Murray. I've just never been a fan. No, I, I mean, and that, but at least like the, the thing is, cold, it, and that's fine. Like, and I know you'd have to pay him, you know, probably more than than even Kirk Cousins. But there's just something intriguing and fun about him that. And if we're not under the illusion that this is the guy that we're, you know, going to, I mean, and that, I don't know, it's the only one that he has. He has some potential, you know. Yeah. I still feel like, and he's small, and it's kind of funny, but. I just think of like from an entertainment standpoint, I would be like, oh, you signed Colin Murray. Like, I'm interested to camp. If we sign Kirk Cousins, I'm like, I could care less about watching Kirk Cousins in training camp. He's like, like the ultimate yeah. purgatory right. quarterback. I know. You know? Yeah. He's, like, it's basically he's that guy right now. Like, have. it's just Kirk Cousins. That's, that's we all know what we're talking mid, about. That mid, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I know this is going to upset some people. I'm like not really on the Marvin Harrison Jr. train. I, I just think that you're, you're too far away. Yep to be drafting the shiny toy like okay yep. so you're going to draft marvin harrison jr second overall he's not going to have a quarterback to throw him the ball he's not going to have an offensive line to protect the quarterback who can't throw him the ball and he's going to be down the field like garrett wilson with his hands up in the air like i'm wide open and there's not going to be a football yep. Yep. and so like what where does that ultimately like he's an incredibly talented player and he's going to be great in the nfl i'm sure uh but i just don't know if Right now, I, I think that I still kind of subscribe to the old school thought of like the receiver is the last thing that you yeah. do. Like you got to build up the line, you got to get the quarterback, and when you have it all ready to go, that's when you drop in Tyree Kill. That's when you drop in AJ Brown. If you do it yeah. out of order, then I think you're going to have Garrett Wilson, who is yeah. just always open but has no quarterback to get him the football. And I think those things you said point towards the argument for taking a left tackle. I mean, to take you know Fashanu or Joe Alt, who are you know two there's guys. There's a really but... like people aren't going to like it. No, but there's a really really good argument for taking one of the tackles. Like it's if, just if you're realistic about where this team is right now is a three-win team the worst team in the afc that we're not going back to the playoffs next year that we need to b build this brick by brick 
what has been one of the biggest pieces missing? And of course, we all know the quarterback, but I'd say left tackle. Like so, that's so a big even piece with the it. second or third pick, let's just say you take that tackle. Yeah. Let's yeah. Say you take Joe Alt. Yep. Who do you pick at the top of the second? What position do you pick at the top of the second? I mean, I, I would. I mean, I talk about trading back up to get the to get a quarterback. I think that would for me that yeah. would be the move. If and that's why I was kind of trying to line things up on on Daniels. But I mean, I, I just I don't see how they can get out of at least day two without drafting a quarterback this year. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they can do it. It doesn't necessarily have to yeah. be second overall. But I mean, and I and again, my philosophy: you draft a quarterback every year. Every year you should draft a quarterback. But I think it's 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 just hard to see. And and again, I'd like to just. I'd like to fall in love with one of these guys. I'd love to, you know, just be like, I know he's got some warts, but this is, you know, and I mean, the other thing that like a part of my process is like watching interviews with these guys. Watch, don't, I, like, I don't just, like, I want to hear them talk. I want to hear what kind of people they are, you know? I think that tells you a lot. It's almost like a job interview. So if, how if, if you're okay with taking a tackle in the first round, do you draft, do you, you know, trade down to like maybe sixth, pick up one of these guys then, maybe. and then come up, you know, have an extra pick. I, I don't know, to, hate it. To, to I, work with. I mean, I just think again, Fred. Like that to me is like just this is this is a three-win football team. This is a team that badly needs talent in a number of areas. And I'm you know 100% with Evan on to thinking that we're just going to plug a wide receiver in here. You know, by the time you're ready to actually play with Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr., you're going to have to give him a new contract and pay him through the nose for you know hopefully because he's been good. Well, but you know, it's it's. I, I I still will say if there's a quarterback you love, yeah. take him. Just take them and worry about the rest after. Just yeah, well, I mean, get just, that position. I, yeah. I agree with that, and I, I still think that as well. But I, I just think that the tackle argument is 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 there. And if you look across the league at the teams that are that are in it, they all have good offensive lines. Like all of them: San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit, um, you know, Dallas. Like you're nobody has a bad offensive line among that group. And those are the teams that are all favored, you know, to win the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, so it, it just—it's like one of those philosophical questions where, like, if you could have, I could—if you draft a tackle, I guarantee he's going to be good. But if you draft a quarterback, you got a fifty-fifty chance if he's going to actually, if he's going to end up like Mac or an actual player. You know, like, I just think that they're in a place right now. Yeah, but then would you do? Do you ever get the quarterback? I know, I know. And but that's, like, if, if, you if think, the guy you sorry. love is right there, yeah. you have to take him. Yeah. So, do you think that, like, you know, just to play it out, like, do you think that the Lions have any regrets whatsoever on Penny Sewell? Because I think that they are ecstatic that Penny Sewell's yeah. on their football team. I know I would be. Right. And like, but so, that's the long-term approach. Like, right. When they took they him, took, it's... And, and they built, they drafted him. Um, they drafted a bunch of those guys on their offensive line. And they built it like yep. they slowly built up their team. And now, but, but is Jared got if Jared Goff's the reason where they ultimately lose in the playoffs every year, then maybe they do regret it. But you maybe. like how the team is. I built, don't, but though. I don't you think they at, regret like they might regret like not having a better quarterback than Jared right. Goff, but and that doesn't they, guarantee especially that it was when out. they had the chance to get one. Maybe I don't know, but I, I just look at that guy move the right side. Right, of the well, but, but, the but, but it's such like, a favorable circumstance. So if they say this year, like again, draft a quarterback every year. Maybe you get another guy and he starts to put, but you've got, you know, you got to the point where you could select Jamison Williams when you knew he wasn't even going to play for a year. Right. Because you're, you're taking the long approach. You're not taking the, oh God, we got to get the receiver, a number one right now. And, and yeah. you know, like that's going to be the answer. It's, it, it, I think that they're un unfortunately going to have to be more methodical about rebuilding this well, team. Well, that's going to be, you know, if that's the way they want to do it, that's going to oh, have it's... to be a sell job by whoever takes over this team to, Tell the fans you're gonna need to be patient. Well, you gotta. We're put, building for the long they run. They saw this season like what it looks like when yeah. you put a quarterback in a really bad situation with 
coaching, well, protection, that's what I know. all of it. So it's like, are you going to take a quarterback that's not really in a great position to succeed anyways and then maybe waste his development? Who knows? Like, right. yeah. what, what is he walking into next year? I mean, and, you know, the the, the Trent Brown comments, like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, out. he's got to go. He's got to go. Like, you know, you just this is what you can't have. Like, people are not on board with this program. They're, they're, they're talking to the media now. It's getting worse. And, like, you know, it's just – I respect – I mean, I know Paul, you know, never really thinks Trent Brown's good. But, like, you know, when he plays, he's good. But we just – we got to get off that roller coaster. We got to find he's good a when solid, he to be. solid, reliable tackle. In a perfect world, it's like Trent Williams who is, you know, setting the tone. Like, everyone's terrified of our left tackle. Like, what's it like to go into yeah. a game like that? Talk like, about an argument to take, Joe you know? <laughs> you know? Best player in football. Whereas we go into a game and we're like, well, we don't know if he's going to, A, be healthy – or B, even if he plays, we're not we're not sure today if he's going to be engaged or you know is this going to be a good game from him? Is it not? You know, I, it's they've tried long enough to, to put the right but push the right buttons and to give him the right money to get that performance out of him. But you know, and now care. he's ba ba ba. I'm right. at the point now with like obviously the last three games of the season wins losses like don't necessarily matter. In fact, they probably rooting them to lose. Like I'd rather them play Vidarian low at left tackle and shut Trent yep. Brown down. 100%. I don't want Trent Brown playing yep. another snap for this football yep. team. Like get. Like that guy after yesterday. is ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. Like so a couple of weeks ago, you say that you're the best offensive player on the team, which like may be true. Okay. Like when you care, but then you don't even care to go on the trip to Germany. You stay home from Germany. Now, all of a sudden you got 16 injuries on the listed on the injury report because you have need a, multiple excuses not to show up to work and play. And then you don't play, and then you go and you sound off about a, a practice squad quarterback who may or may not even play a down in the NFL as a starter <laughs> ever. And, and now, and we're supposed to like have your back, like yeah. you're you're one of our guys. Like, yep. and the thing is, they've had his back. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've, they've given him more chances. Yeah. I mean, what's it going to be like? He no, goes I, somewhere I, else he again? frustrates me because yeah. unlike Paul, I do think he's good. Uh, that, but, that, that's where I'm coming but from. But his attitude yeah. is awful. Only right. Dante's Carnegie yeah. can get that out of him. Yeah. Like, I guess that's yeah. the only person that Dante he and Tom. fears and wants that, to that, play for. Yeah. Tom, sure, yeah. yeah. That, that's where I'm coming from with somebody that has defended his tape and said that, like, yeah. when he's out there and he's locked in, he pl- has played good football this year for them earlier this year. But his attitude is part of the problem with the bigger picture the of the team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patty Zanagawam. What's up, Patty? Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Good hey. afternoon, Patty. Ready? That time of year. Um, I just want to say not to get like a, not not to get hit on the field or anything, but I got to You know how I feel about you. You're the king of all Patriots media, and I, I just got to say well, before I... I get to my point that I think this iteration of the flagship show is far and away the best. Without I think, Paul, uh, you mean? You know, adding much- <laughs> <laughs> huh? without Paul. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know it's great that Paul Paul's still around. Love the love it when you guys get into it. Still, Mike, Evan, Alex, Tamara, all the additions you made. It, I mean, you guys, you're a powerhouse. And uh, thank you, Pat. You know, I, just, well, I love you guys. Again, all the letters go to Robert Kraft at One Patriot Place. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I advocate for you. All right. Okay. To, to, for, to bump up your pay. All right. Um, but I just I want to make a plea to all Patriots fans too that may attend the last game of the season against the Jets. It's 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 a pretty much in my opinion foregone conclusion. Belichick's gone. If if it's made known to the public at that time, regardless of what happens, I hope the fans are are classy enough to show him the respect that that he's earned over the last 24 years. 
regardless of whether they win like 13 to 10 or yeah. if they get blown out somehow, that they that they show them the respect, give them the standing ovation. And that's all I got, guys. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Let's go, baby. Thanks, Patty. I think regardless of whether it's made known, I think people will assume yeah. and yeah. they will give him a good send off. It's kind of like the yeah. Titans game a little bit there with Brady. Yeah. Um, I hope so too though to Patty's point. Like I do hope yeah. that cuz there are going to be some of those a-holes, you know, that that oh, will yeah. want to boo because of the state of the team currently, but like we got to see the bigger picture. Right. Yeah. You know? right. I, uh, thank him. So the question I would never ask Bill, but this has really been on my mind and you guys will laugh at me and it's totally fine. <laughs> I am the uh, Bill Belichick this is wardrobe. Please. I am the Bill Belichick wardrobe guy, but honestly like I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it's in my brain of, like, why this year in every press conference is he suddenly in a button-down shirt? Like, I mean, for 20 however many years, he was always just in a crummy sweatshirt or whatever he happened to be wearing, Patriots, you know, windbreaker, polo, whatever. No, I don't want to say polo. He's not even polo. But, like, this year, every time. Every time, every press conference, he's in a button-down shirt. He's dressed nice, like. But yet, still in like flip-flops. Well, so, more well, often than the, not, the, so the, it's the, not the, like he's going all the way with it. The flip-flop thing now? is wild to me. Like toes out. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's not a good no, look. No. Nation, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those things where like we should have known all along. Like he just he knew this was his last year, and he's dressing up. And he wanted like I just I don't get it. Like we talk about it's like Bill doesn't change. He's set in his ways, and I'm like, but he really did this year. Like he would have gone up there. I mean, it's infamous of like the crappy sweatshirts he'd be wearing, and like. All of a sudden, he's just this year. He's dressed up every single time, button-down shirt, rolled-up yeah. sleeves every time. So it's yeah. weird. I know I'm the only person who cares. And I did say in a meeting, I was like, I'm like, just like, if Bill leaves, like, let's just make sure we get those hoodies. <laughs> no, yeah, I think if those I, go I thrown out. I be little, we were talking about this a little bit on Catch 22 because, you know, in 2019, I, I was a young buck. I was my second year on the beat. <laughs> buck. I didn't know what I was doing, right? And uh, not that I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> and uh, and I was naive. Like I I said like timely i still believed in santa claus like i thought there was no way that tom brady was ever going to play for a different team and we went through that entire season and i ignored all these warning signs that he was that this was his last year and uh, i remember you know looking back on it once he did sign with tampa him at, at the press conference after the loss to the titans that was the first locker room of a playoff loss i had been in because the year before they won the super bowl and he was like relieved and like a little bit like he was smiling and like was like happy and i was like this is not the like tom brady after a playoff loss used to be like you just like killed his kid right like this is what's going on and uh you know looking back on it he was probably was relieved like uh, finally it's 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 over like i you know i can move on or whatever so i i agree with you that i'm trying to like antennas are up more now for little things about bill's behavior and his yeah. answers and the way he handles himself that maybe there are signs that it's over there's so much other stuff though that's no, not changed at all like in a lot of these press conferences the same same bill like oh, same yeah. you know the wednesday yeah. president right, you we wouldn't know it goes yeah. you have no idea and then he, I mean, he's always happy on friday too like yeah. except for jet suite all right uh we'll take a break now uh when we come back more calls and emails we'll do the picks we gotta hurry so we'll talk to you after this New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade and slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends of eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. And we are back with another edition of everybody's favorite show, the PU Halftime Show. Holidays are on the corner. And gals. And gals. Yeah, you know exactly. The girlies. Tease and the content girlies. Okay. (laughs) Christmas. Christmas movies. What are the best ones? What did you grow up with? I said earlier I'm the resident Jew, which Veronica said I'm not. So (laughs) I being said, am I able to say that? I'm saying that. So <laughs> that being said, I I've I never seen the Christmas movies. For me, it's just Die Hard, which I heard is like very controversial. So, so you've, you've never, never seen like watch them? Just I've like, never seen on Home like Alone. Twenty five. Never seen the start to finish. Never seen Home Alone start to finish. Like Santa Claus. Seen that one. Okay. But like, um, what what are your favorites? So I just rewatched Elf recently. And um, thoughts. It holds up so well. I was cracking up. I have always loved Elf. It's also just okay. So there's a part in Elf which Matisse doesn't know, but probably <laughs> I might have seen a clip. No, Will Ferrell's character walks into his dad's office, and his dad, his dad's employees are talking amongst each other, and his father says like, "Hi, Francisco, how are you?" And then Will Ferrell's character goes, "Francisco, that's fun to say." So if you remember back when ABC Family would do the 25 Nights of Christmas, sure, yeah. I always knew when Elf was on because probably like 45 minutes past 8 o'clock p.m. when those movies always started, I would start getting texts from just random people <laughs> in my life. Never like super, super close friends because by that point the joke was old for them, but just casual acquaintances, new friends. I would just get a text. Francisco, that's fun to say. <laughs> and I don't know. I've always it holds a, it holds a spot I, I warm just, in your heart i think elf is like i think elf is just it's a relatively newer one and by newer i mean like early 2000s not anymore it's such a favorite like i was just gonna say i think <laughs> elf has has some of those scenes that regardless of how many times you watch them they're still funny and i keep going back to um when he gets hit by the taxi it makes me laugh every single time i see it like <laughs> It's it's hysterical to me, but I think other than Elf, I really like the Santa Claus. With, Who's uh, in that one? With um, with Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, you, you, oh those are classic. Good. That you was, know that's one, a classic. So one of the few I have seen was it Fred Claus. Yeah, that's. Have you seen that one? No, that's Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Vince Vaughn yes, and I Paul. Yes, yes, that, I like I like that yes. one. Like, but I, so all right. So as I said earlier, what are your thoughts on Die Hard? Is that a Christmas movie? I think I think it is. Oh my god! I've never seen Die Hard. Wow. You haven't seen Jaws. You haven't seen Die Hard. No, it is a Christmas yeah. movie for sure. Okay, how is it not? You know, there we, oh, Alex, it actually re-released in theaters for the holidays. You should go to AMC and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a Christmas movie kind of in the last couple years, so it's newer and it's animated, so it's for kids. But I, it's one of those animated movies that it are also for adults. I think adults would really like it too. Like it, it like slips adults. It's jokes called in. Claws on Net. I think it was hopefully still on Netflix, but. I watched it a couple years ago. Like, as an adult woman, I have no children. <laughs> it wasn't with a niece or nephew or anything. So wait, Matisse, you've never even seen like like the little clay animation ones, like nope. a year without oh, yeah, Santa the specials. Claus. Nope. Like, seen, like seen like clips of it. Frosty, like, freeze, my nope. 
Like, yeah, the, and I need, wow. the one I need to watch, oh, start to finish. <laughs> It's okay, I got I, you. It's been a minute. I, I saw, I saw I the other guess me and Matisse will have to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> the like, Heat Miser and the Snow Miser. You guys have PU halftime show homework. Is you have to watch Die Hard. I have to watch like Home Alone or yeah. something like that. I'm probably you not gotta watch, watch the specials. Hard, but... Oh yeah, are they on like CBS or something? Yeah, they're they're usually on ABC Family. I have them all on VHS. If you want to borrow them, I got to dust off the VHS machine. You but... know, they're cute. Those <laughs> yeah, ones are I don't good. know if I have one anymore, but I have the VHS still. <laughs> See, I used to love like, like. The Rugrat specials, or like you know, like the, the shows oh, growing yeah. up, like just like the quick, like the SpongeBob, yeah, Christmas. exactly. That's yeah. the way they Rugrats do it. also holds up so well. Oh yeah, yeah. Rugrats in Paris. Oh yeah, hell yeah, goat movie. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I watched that in adulthood too. <laughs> yeah, a couple years ago, it was great. But all right, so guys, what we what one more thing before we sign off? Give me your Christmas traditions if you guys Ooh. have any. Like, what's a thing you you and your family does all the time? Alex and I might have the, the same ones because we come from similar, ones. <laughs> similar backgrounds. The Portuguese. Go, go for it. I want to hear We love to have Christmas Eve is our big night with okay. family. So as long as I can remember, it's going to an aunt or a grandma's house or staying home with my parents cooking. But the, the big tradition is like the seven fish dishes. Okay. There's seven different dishes, all a fish dish. And yeah, I've learned the Italian stuff yes. too. Yeah, we do same. the exact same thing. Got it. Um, before midnight mass mm-hmm. at midnight, see, <laughs> we would wait see, up, wake up is, and go to. See, I'm Jewish, but I love Christmas. It's like the coziest holiday ever. And my thing is, my mom and I always just order so much Chinese food. That, I love that's that. That's the go-to thing. That's that's the the Bauman family tradition. Just order as much Chinese food. So as what do you, you do want. on New Year's Eve? Now I just stay in and watch TV. <laughs> See, Chinese, food, Chinese food I associate with New Year's. Yeah. I, I've, I'm out on New Year's. As I've gotten older, I'm out on it. I've done it You're all. You're still recovering. I, I, I don't like to go out. I like to hang out casually with friends. A like, house in party. A living room. I was having this I don't conversation party with my is friends. Being generous. I was like, having this I'm conversation talking, like, with my friends people. a couple weeks ago. Like, like house party holidays. Mm-hmm. I want Halloween. To... I think New the Year's one Eve. reason I could get out of my house for New Year's Eve and get like dressed up to go out is for a wedding. A New Year's Eve wedding is fun. I didn't even know those existed. I think it's the only acceptable holiday to have a wedding. No, no Fourth of July. Fourth of July is tough because so many people have family traditions for the Fourth oh, yeah. of July, and they go away. Like I'd be devastated to miss a year of my Fourth of July plans with my family. Yeah, but New Year's Eve, Who it's kind of overrated to begin with. Yeah, and it's expensive. if you can't it's take expensive. a year off yeah. of partying with your friends to go to a wedding. Um, you got to reevaluate. You probably should reevaluate <laughs> your priorities. Well, and, and I think everybody thinks that going out for New Year's Eve is actually better than when you get out and you realize how terrible it is. Like the, the bars the are crowded. Mm-hmm. Everything's expensive. Like, mm. All right. Guys, thank you for joining. Uh, listeners, send your answers in the web rate at Patriots.com. And guys, I think we're keeping this going in the off season. So if you have any topics you want me to discuss. We're going to get off the rails. Yeah, we're going crazy with it. So, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Yes, uh, your performance. You know, the, um... Performance like sexual? Excuse me? Willie. Are you saying there's something wrong with my gear? Is that what you're saying to me? I'm sorry, your gear? Willie. My f- stick. He's not going to say... 
stick in front of the children, is he? Hey, our friend that we were just talking about before we went yes. on there, Mark Capello, already posted on Instagram. Get the tree down. It's over. Take <laughs> oh, the lights God. off. Turn the music Living off. Living with it's him over. must be exhausting. <laughs> 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 what a gravy in a grave about you, whatever you want. Humbug, I tell you, humbug. I want to thank you all for doing shows Tuesday and today. Most podcasts are putting out nothing. What? Or, or best of shows. The radio is putting their C team out there. No offense, Paul. As, <laughs> as someone who has to yes. work tomorrow. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, this hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Just tuned in live for the first time ever. Oh, oh hey. excellent. A lot of people at home. Christmas Work on the board. Advantage, you know, sitting by the Yule Tide and uh, listening to P.U. <laughs> sitting by the Yule Log. Sitting by the Yule Tide. <laughs> Some people are by the ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the river, though. No. River wouldn't have a Yule Tide. No. Correct. To everyone out there listening, have a Merry Christmas. That's what you celebrate. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATH-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Deuce, Evan, Alex, Fred. I got to go, in the actually. Booth. No Paul today. Matt Paul's, Tease in the booth. Paul's on a uh, competing station. Yeah. See, on the, He's going up against us. Should we prank call him? <laughs> oh, that, that wouldn't be a bad Roger idea. Roger from Foxborough. Yeah. yeah I, I just funny. don't want to be put on hold. Right. That's yeah. the problem. Perello. Yeah. Yeah, Perello, you don't know nothing about football. <laughs> we all take a turn. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. He'd figure it out. Yeah. He's too smart. He's too wily. Although uh, Andy Hart got him good. I know. I can't believe During that. I mean, Andy, camp. too, because Andy's voice so distinctive. But yeah. Roger and Foxborough. Uh, Burton, Burton Island writes in. He says, you guys should seriously consider doing a version of The Good, The Bad, and The Injured on your Tuesday show. Oh. There's a great rap by Naz called Halftime, the beat of which they should use for the show within a show. And finally, next show, next host of the pre- and post-game show, the answer is obvious, Evan Lazar. <laughs> Evan has just left. Oh, man. I don't think Evan would like now, it. Evan's got things to do. He can't give up his locker oh, room post-game time. No. Yeah. And, I, and, like, me and Paul are always, like, rushing up after the pre-game show, like, grab a little food and... Evan's like got everything set up and he's been up there like, you know, tweeting and looking through his binoculars and establishing the scene and know we're like coming in hot. I, I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think he would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to AJ in the Bay Area on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, AJ? Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I just tuned in, so I'm not sure what you talked about earlier, but. Um, I've just been on social media a little bit looking at what people are saying because obviously we'll probably get a top three pick in the draft, hopefully. Yeah. And um, I'm just shocked at the number of people that seem to think the best idea is not to go with the quarterback. I don't know what you guys are noticing out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, some people are saying if you put him behind a bad offensive line and he doesn't have any weapons around him, then what's the point? Let's just – you know, build up the roster around him and then get the guy later. But I don't know when people think they're going to have as good of an opportunity as a top three pick yeah. to get that franchise-altering quarterback that they obviously need. And why not apply the logic the other way? Like, it's not like this 
you know, number three pick is the only asset they have going into next year. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take it off the air. You guys, um, yeah. you know, tell thanks, me what you think about say, that. I mean, that's it's so critical that the Patriots get their front office in order once the season starts because someone's going to make have to make that decision. Yeah. You know, some scouting staff is going to be making the decision that one of these guys is worth taking that high. Um, is it the current one? I don't know. I know. If it's a totally new one, then they've got to get them in place really fast yeah. because these are critical decisions that have to be made. You know, if <laughs> I, I mean, it's a blessing or a curse. You don't really know. I mean, it's it's the one year you get a top five pick and, you know, here are the quarterbacks and. You know, congratulations. They just took Caleb Williams at one and you're two. And you, and you know, and I, I mean, I totally get the point. I think we all do. If, if you know, it, it, there's plenty. If you miss on a quarterback at two overall, you miss on a quarterback at two overall. But, you know, it's just I, I was kind of going back to the old school, um, you know, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing. You know, what if you were the second overall pick in that draft and you're like, we love Peyton Manning. We hate Ryan Leaf. We think Ryan Leaf is going to be a bust. And, you know, we just don't believe in him. And then the Indy takes the Col the Indy takes Manning and like you know so it, and it's like on one hand you're second overall this is the consensus second overall guy everyone is saying that's who he is and so you almost feel obligated to take him but if you really truly believe that you got to you know, trust your scouts yeah and you've if you really trust I mean it them. takes huge you know confidence and, and balls to say look everyone says we should take Ryan Leaf right here but you know knowing what you know we're, we're not going yeah. to we're going to either I mean, trade down or that's that's where owners hard. screw up is. They look at the marketing, they look at the public opinion, and they say, we've got to take Ryan Leaf, you know, and that's that writes their their downfall right there. You've got to – you pay these guys to scout and give you their opinion. You have to trust them. Yeah. You know? And if you're first overall, it's, you know, great. But you just – I mean, we go through, you know, the 2021 quarterbacks where – I mean, look, at, look back now. If you look back now, what you knew, like – Trey Lance, I mean, Justin Fields probably still would have gone very, very high, but, you know, it's just it's 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 such a hard business to project, and you don't know when you're going to get this top five pick, and, you you know, in some, you're just kind of crossing your fingers and hoping that this is the one year that the second-best quarterback is going to be actually really good, too, and not, you know, one of these years where it's Trevor Lawrence and, and the also-rans. Right, right. Uh, uh, Jeff in Brooklyn, speaking of Jaden Daniels, in an interview he took time out to point that his coach loves him. He felt that and genuinely pointed out that the emotion made all the difference in the world in his success. So there's your modern athlete and coach relationship. I think this is the void in Bill's game. He doesn't trust his players to play. They're just tools to him. Hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't think that's true at all. No. No, I, I, I think it's kind of the opposite. He tries to pick guys that he does trust and that want to be coached and that he wants to coach. And, uh, y you know, I, I so I, I don't. I don't believe that at all. Thanks for reading my emails. And, yes, from yesterday, mutinous is fair when Bill throws a fit, drafts stubbornly in order to prove a point about how great he is and publicly chides his boss. It's just him acting out, but call it what you will. All right, well, yeah, I think we said that his use of the word mutinous was a little strong yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, does it, I don't know. I just I, I still balk at people who say that Bill is purposely making decisions to be to, like, spite people, like, I still think that he's making decisions that he thinks is going to make win football games. And, 
they, they can be wrong and certainly he's missed but I, I just don't really buy the whole soap opera narrative of he's got this whole like you know a uh, uh, black book of well, people I that think he doesn't that, like and I he's think like oh, he, I'm going to draft this guy I think he reads like. our roundup and whatever I say he should do he does the opposite <laughs> right well I mean who knows that might work but that might yeah. work for him uh, Nick in Connecticut Evan brought up Kyler Murray last show and it gave me an idea for a hypothetical offseason move I'm interested in what you all would do if the teams stay where they currently are in the draft standings, Cardinals 3, Patriots 2, would you do this trade? Patriots receive Kyler Murray, the third pick, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. on offensive tackle, and a second. The Cardinals get pick two, they draft a quarterback, and a fourth. Uh yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not really on the Marvin Harrison train. I just I like, you know, going back to Evans ran, I think that you're a ways away from you know, trying to add that piece, but um, but I don't know. I think that's uh, you know intriguing, especially if somebody's you know wants to trade up to two overall, and and Carol and and the Cardinals are sitting right below you, and they you know say, hey, here's a quarterback, and then you know I, I mean I'd, I'd I'd go with Kyler Murray and, and Joe All. I mean you know Kyler Murray's had injury issues. I think his problem isn't you know getting the ball to receivers; it's it's staying on the field. So you'd want to protect them, and then you know you're able to get. Another, maybe you get him a weapon in the second round. Just, there's been so many good receivers in the second round. And, I mean, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, those guys are all bottom of the first, early second round guys that, you know, develop. They're out yeah. there every single year. There's second round guys who are excellent, excellent and, players. But, but their talent is evident. Yeah. Like, even though they were second round guys, you looked at them at the combine, you looked at them what they didn't. It's just evident that these are really great athletes. You know, trust that. Yeah. Trust the film. And that's what was so frustrating, I think, is when I think most people, you know, amateur scouts like me who watched, you know, Devo Samuel, and you're like, this this is well, your kind of guy. This guy plays the tough kind of football you want. He, he does everything. He'll carry the ball. Yeah, He's it's got like we're an making attitude. it more complicated than You know, I'm like, and they're like, Nikhil Harry? I mean, we oh, talked really? ourselves into Nikhil Harry. Yeah. You know, oh, he's the bigger he guy. He looks good. Yeah. But if you looked at the film, he didn't get separation. Yeah. If he's not going to get separation in college, he's certainly not going to get it in the NFL. You know, and we just – we overlooked that. I know. And, and then, you know, and then you tie Thornton in who, yeah, he's fast, but he's not tough physical guy. And I mean, he just gets muscled off the ball still. It's anything that's contested with him. He's going flying. So it's, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's frustrating for, you know, people like Evan and I who, um, you know, do put time into this and, you know, and especially you in the spring. want to be a fast team, it. better yeah, draft fast guys. guys. You know, but it's like, and you feel so stupid because you're like, ah, I hate to say it, but I just don't see it. And I know that these are the professionals who have been in the game and have been trained by greats. And, you know, we're, and, I mean, granted, I have been doing it for like 15 years now. So I guess that does count for something. But, you know, you just, you feel stupid being like, I don't think this is the right move for them. But like in hindsight, you're like, I don't know what to say. I, we were right. They were wrong. I don't know. Kyle and Pembroke, my question to you is, if you could only have one happen this season, which would you rather? The defensive system stays the same, but the offensive system stays the same as well, or have the offensive system be updated, but the defensive system changes as well? Um, I'd probably go number one just because I'm not as much of one of the, um, I'm not as much on the train of like this offensive system is antiquated and it doesn't really work anymore. Um, you know, I just I think that that can be tweaked. I don't think that it's anything is really set in stone with the offensive system. I, I like what they do on defense, but I, I, I don't really I don't really think that like what they do on defense makes them all that special. Like I just think that they have good players that play well, you know, and and that's why they're good. It's not because they have four safeties that you know they're kind of constantly rotating like disguise is fine but i just i think that that they can make they, they make a good defense even if they were running another scheme they've got they've got some good players on defensive side of the ball and that's why they're good 
Uh, Robert from Tennessee. Uh, fans like Robert from Tennessee with their total loyalty to Bill are understandable. We had somebody yeah. call yesterday. Very good call. Yep. But they have it all wrong, says Eric the Red in Meebane, North Carolina. Older fans like me and some of you have seen so many players and coaches come and go over the course of our lives. At some point, you learn that the loyalty has to be to the team, not the team member. No one knows this better than Bill, the first one to sacrifice a player or coach on the altar of winning. I will always be grateful for the years of joy he brought to his fans. I also learned from him that it's, far, it's better to cut bait too soon than too late. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a lot of that going on right now with one year too early, one year too late, those kind of things. I, I mean, we, we talked about it yesterday. We've just we've had an up close look at a bad football team for a few years, and you know, it's 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 getting old. And as much as those those wins were great, and winning the Super Bowl, you know, five years ago was great. It's you know, you gotta you gotta be honest. I mean, and it, like this team goes on after Bill Belichick. We've all known that this team's gonna be around for you know as long as football's around. Hopefully, uh, we do have a, f a question about the game. Uh, Marty what? writes in, looking ahead to the Broncos, what do we need to take away from their offense? At the beginning of the year, I'd have to say Judy, but it seems like Cortland Sutton has surpassed him. And how? And given how their offense has looked, are your feelings now different than in the summer about not making a move for Judy in the offseason? I mean, now it would have just been a waste of assets. I mean, I don't think he would have made any difference. But I, for me, it's the big plays. I think that's what's always haunted me with Russell Wilson and, and Sutton's great down the field. Bill talked about that. Um, you saw a bunch of big plays last week, blown coverages. Um, you're going to probably see Sean Wade and Alex Austin out there and getting a bunch of snaps. So I, I think for me, I'm not really too worried about the run game or, you know, they're not that great on that side of the ball. But I just think Russell Wilson's always been real good getting the ball down the field. Especially when the quarterback's scrambling, too. It seems like the secondary can sometimes Layton downs, like you right. get given up and you don't think the guy's going to scramble and get the playoff, and then he does, and it's yeah. this huge explosive play, and it's we've, he we've just, seen it so much. Russell Wilson throws such a beautiful deep ball. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a moon ball. I mean, it looks like it's like launching at like a 50-degree angle up, and then it just like drops down. I mean, I, I when I was in Seattle a couple times, or well, I guess once in 2012, Saw him throw some. I mean, it's just it's uncanny how he does it. Uh, let's go to Eldred, North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Feels Eldred. Like, hey, the, the world's like, greatest podcast. How y'all doing? Thank you. <laughs> is this a Marvin Harrison call right. question, Eldred? Uh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dude, <laughs> I wish I was there with you because you're right. You are amateur scout. You don't watch no college football or none of that, right? Not yet, you, no. Until, until the last throw of the end, correct? Yeah, no. I mean, I've seen Marvin Harrison see, play. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I watched through the year, and I also got years before, too. But uh, Harrison is the best player in the draft. He is. And Caleb Williams is a head case. I don't, I, you know, yeah. I see Drake May in North Carolina. He, yeah, he got the size. He got the speed, he got a little speed. But as far as, you know, getting to the, the right degrees and stuff, it's a little different. But, but me, I know you did my off. You get a good tackle in the third round from Wisconsin. Uh, the guy on the left side, you get one there. You get a, you, in, the, in the fourth round, you get a right tackle from Iowa State, and he's good. If one type that Bill like, you know. But me, Harrison could be my first pick, and I don't want Drake May. I wouldn't get a William. Second round, I get get Michael Pena. That's your other quarterback. Okay. That, that, like right. I said, the, reason, the, reason, the lefty, right? Him, uh yeah. I'm right. sorry. Go ahead. I'm he, sorry. He's a lefty, right? The Penix? He's a lefty. He, he reminds you of Steve Young in a way. Yeah. He's accurate. He's so short, so long, and he can run. But 
He the one that I like about him that made they got over May and Williams. He plays in the weather. He can throw in the wind. He can throw in the rain. The other two guys can't do that. I don't see them too much to do that. May can't do that. That's why Florida State tore that butt up when we played them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh uh-uh. uh. All right. No, I'm a Florida State guy. Jordan Travis, I hate 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 my quarterback fell out because he got hurt. He gonna fall down to the fourth or fifth round, and that boy's a good talent too. All right. But they six one. You know, but uh, y'all have a good one. All right, Thanks, it's getting to be Eldred season. I know. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm glad. It, I'm glad that Marvin Harrison exists for him because that we know <laughs> that's what he'll be doing all year. That's he's, he loves him. He loves his wide receivers. He's, he, he's got a type. He's got a type. Uh, we're gonna get to picks. Um, Richard in Minnesota writes in. Love the show. Heard you in recent shows debating where the phrase "taking the chalk" oh god came from. Have you heard this before? Take yeah, Evan doesn't let it go a year <laughs> later. <laughs> I wanted to let you know it's an old horse betting term. When the oh. odds of horses were written on a chalkboard, mm. the odds in the favorite would change much more than the long shots due to the more bets being placed on it. Uh. So the board operator would have to erase their line many, many times to update it, and that would leave behind more chalk on the favorite than the others. Therefore, the term chalk is applied to the favorite. Wow. All right. A little the history you know. there. I say too. I hope just everybody's checking out um, Kyle Duggar mic'd up from uh, from last week. And um, to the point of uh, you know Bill wanting robots. Interesting kind of little clip in Kyle Duggar mic'd up where he's talking about you know when you guys blitz, like you kind of implied that you know the players do have a sense of a little bit of freedom on the on the uh, field. So go check out Kyle Duggar mic'd up. Yeah, extended. extended. I mean, it's version. more than the usual yep. length uh, of these mic'd up. It's so. pretty cool. We don't get enough of these, so yeah. it's good. Good thing they use the subtitles, though. I oh, couldn't you got understand it. half oh, of you what was being said. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so it's that time of the week. Good, Matisse. Good, Good. Matisse. Hey. Oh, wait. I got to be ready here, don't so I? So now first, Deuce, <clears throat> Paul tells us what happened last week. Okay. Well, order has been restored. I'm going to try to do these little oh. little Paul twists on them. Uh, first, Paul, 12 and 4. Oh, boy. Uh, second, Deuce, thirteen and three. Nice week for well, Mike. No, wait there. a minute. You said Paul was twelve and four. You yep. were thirteen and three. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so oh, no, first. <laughs> so you won. <laughs> yeah, you won. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm just like defer. I'm like, of course, Paul must have won. He's so great. Um, all right, so I won. That's right. Paul, take that. Uh, uh, tied in second, Alex and Evan at eleven and five, and Fred ten and six. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So uh, with the spread, however, it's it was a it was it wasn't as close. Uh, Paul did run away with it with the spread, uh, ten four and two. Oof! Big week for Paul. Then Fred seven seven and two, and then a three way tie down the bottom six eight and two for Mike, Alex, and Evan. So I'm gonna have to tell you season standings. standings. We've got Paul really does this nice, by the way. I mean, it's just you know it's all laid out for me. You'd think I wouldn't have messed that. He's been doing it since he was four years old, making book. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) If only some of us knew 13 was more than 12. Uh, So Paul still leads 115, 98, and 11. uh, Followed, this is the season. Where's Alex? All right, Alex is, oh, God, I'm screwing this up so bad. I'm so bad. All right, let me restart this. This is uh, just overall regular, um, straight up. Alex still leads 142 and 82. Followed by Paul, 139.85. Evan, 134 and 90. Uh, oh, no, wait, sorry. Deuce. Deuce is I'm messing this up so bad. Stay with um, us. It's not as easy to no, look, it's son. not. Yeah. It's not. I yeah. like it ordered. Um, change that to me, uh, 135 and 89. Uh, then 
Evan is 134.90, and Fred, 133.91. So Deuce climbing out of the basement there. Uh, still very close. Now with the spread, I'm going to do this right this time, I promise everyone. Uh, Paul, 115.98 and 11, followed by Alex, 107, 106, and 11. Then Evan, 103, 110, and 11. Fred, 102, 11, 111, and 11. And Deuce, 97, 116, and 11. Paul running away with the uh, spread. Whew, that, yeah. was, that was hard. Yeah. All right. So now. All right. We're going to just go with the odds that Paul has written here. I didn't update them or check them, so we'll just go with Yeah, because that's how he picked his game. Yeah. So, so we, we might as well use the same odds that he used. All right. That makes sense. I guess, uh, I guess I guess I'll just tee it up since uh, Morel's here, and I, f I feel like Matisse is not ready to okay. lay out all these lines. So I'll all do. right, so I I will start. Right, okay, Hold you. on, you know, um, <laughs> tonight. This is how it works. It all works this way. Feel like it's my first day. I know you're all frazzled. <laughs> We're all thrown off different. And seats. so what we'll do is you first, okay. Alex. Okay. You'll do Paul in the right order. Okay. And then I'll go. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. So that we don't screw that up. Yep. All right, tonight on 8:15 on Prime, it's the seven and seven Saints at the seven and seven Rams. Rams. Rams by four. Hmm. And so I guess do I go first? Or you yes. Gonna, all right, you I'm going to go, go first it. to keep it going. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams are, are pretty good with with Stafford. Oh, I'm going to take for Evan, but uh, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll have blast to we'll blast through it real quick yeah. with him. We'll do speed round. Uh, I will take the Rams uh, both ways. Okay. Alex? I also took the Rams both ways. You took them? You already prepared for this? I did. Today I prepared oh, because geez. I feel You're overthinking Paul, it. I feel Paul breathing it's down my neck. So this week I was like, I cannot choke. Three games behind. And I need to get it together. I'm gonna put I'm gonna <laughs> put a little research in today. So Paul is also uh Lar Lar. Lar Lar for Paul. Yep. Well he loves his Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he does. All right, now we uh I and I also will take the Your Rams Lar -Lar? both ways. Okay. Lar Lar. So now two games on Saturday. Um, the first one is at 4:30 on NBC. I'm pretty sure the eight and six Bengals are at the seven and seven Steelers. This will be Cincinnati by two, and I am going to take Cincinnati by two, and I'm going to lay those two points. So I'm going Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah, Steelers at home usually makes gives me pause, but I don't know. I think they're starting to fall apart. They I are. Don't, I don't know. How Cincinnati's pulling this all together? Jake Browning's Chuck yeah. and Duck. Um, yeah, I, I like want to say that it's going to be up this week, but I, I just don't have that faith in the Steelers. So I took the Bengals both ways. All right, Cincy, Cincy. Uh, what does Paul uh, take? Paul is uh, Pit Pit. Mm. Paul is Pit Pit. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd be oh, on oh, an there island we go, here. Alex, pressure on that Paul one for you. Paul loves the Steelers at home, and so do yeah. I. <laughs> uh, usually, I, I'm going to take the Steelers both ways as well. Uh, Bengals, I think, right now are obviously the better team. Steelers are reeling. They're falling apart. They're questioning Tomlin. They're questioning the culture. But it's a division game. Uh, these games are always tough. I think the Steelers get up for this game. I think they play hard for Tomlin. They're hearing the noise. So I'm going to go with the Steelers as well, plus the fact that I can never pick the Bengals. <laughs> um, Saturday night at 8.30 uh, is a game on Peacock. So, so no commercials NBA, in the fourth quarter, I saw, too. No commercials in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, so this is an NBC-owned day. Um, Peacock is obviously their streaming service. Uh, I don't know who in this room has access to Peacock. Does everyone have Peacock? Matisse, y'all. Uh, I don't think I have, have the, everything. I don't Matisse. think I have the paid Peacock, but I got the regular Peacock. Yeah, every, everybody 
Peacock. Turn on your mic. Uh oh, oh. T Scott turned on. Oh, there it is. Uh, uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody has Peacock. You just might not pay for the f- for the premium yeah, okay. version. Peacock. Okay, and is this game on the normal Peacock? Yeah, you can get it. I think it's okay. on the get it on the peacock. cock. <laughs> on the cock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> All right. This is the same uh, guy that in the beginning of the show was like, I'm saying balls too much. Oh. Way to make it Going weird. around the horn. Okay, so, so so black black uh, buffalo by eleven and a half. Buffalo eight and six. Buffalo at the five and nine Chargers. Yeah, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo uh, both ways. I'm gonna lay all eleven of those eleven and a half of those points. Miss Alex, I'm also rallying for the Bills. Yeah, buff, buff. and Evan, you can uh, join buff. the fray here. Oh yeah, I didn't pick the first couple games, but I'll oh. tell you later. Okay. Ah, uh, what's this game again? Buffalo at Bills at Chargers. Buffalo Chargers. Chargers 11 Bills and eleven half. and a half. Yeah. I'll, Bills, Bills, yeah. Buff, yeah. Buff. Paul yeah. is Buff Lack, so Puff thinks the Lack oh. is going to keep it close. Yeah, I'm going to go Bills both ways. Um, to me, they're they're the hot team. They're the hot team. Hot stuff. Uh, hot before weather. we move on to uh, Sunday's games, Evan, any updates from practice? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Do we have the song? No. Yeah, we have to play the song. Oh. There you go. Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, so many people tell tell us about how much they love the song. So I'm just giving the people what they <laughs> there want. You go. Yeah. No, it's right for you to do so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hit. Uh, okay, so uh, sorry, Deuce. Uh, not uh, spotted. Uh, Jareel Peppers, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, Connor McDermott. Uh, two new absences: Anthony Jennings and Cody Davis. Cody. Um, but it is it's 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 cold. Do you mention Henry? Yeah. Is he there? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It, it's cold season, yeah. you know. So I I they weren't on the injury report yesterday. So I would imagine that maybe that's an illness situation. Um, and tight end Hunter Henry was back at practice. Wow. Um, but I, I tell you what. I give him a lot of credit Me this too. year. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. He's he, hockey tough. But there's a but. Uh, he you. was at practice, but. Uh, he wasn't doing very much of anything yeah. uh, for the time that we were out there. He was in uniform. He did have pr- you know practice gear on and everything, but uh, it was it was very very light participation. Uh, if you had to put your money on whether he plays or not, what would you say? Um, no, I say yes. He, yes. Does he oh. have any playing time inside yeah, his contract? <laughs> Alex nailed it. He's yeah. hockey tough. He is hockey tough. I Stitch I, him up, put him I would in. say yes because uh, I I don't yeah. yeah if he's out there today it signals that it was probably just like a bad bone bruise you know type of hit not yeah. like structural damage like Gronk in Denver in 2015 yeah. yeah if he's spectating yeah. I feel like it's for a reason yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he plays yeah so yeah but he's he's been taking a beating for sure yeah right. Zappy threw him some hospital balls so. yeah. Okay, so now we can move on to Sunday at one on Fox. The eight and six Colts are at the six and eight Falcons. Uh, that's going to be uh, the Falcons by one, and I know I think they're making another quarterback change there in the ATL. I don't know. I'm going to go with Indy on this one. I just think they've been uh, just cutting loose and having fun with it. So All right, Indy, Indy, Evan. Uh, Colts yeah. at Falcons. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm catching up here. Uh. Uh, yeah, I like the Colts in this game, too. I, I think uh, Steichen, uh, coach of the year maybe, and also uh, Philly's offense has kind of dropped off without him. So I, I wonder how much of uh, he had to do with that last year there in Philly. Go. He might be a sneaky good coach. Sneaky. Yeah. Maybe not even sneaky anymore. <laughs> Alex? Alex? Who did you pick already? I with already your did take the Colts as well. 
Love this. Oh, I think please. you're. I, I'm worried, Alex. You might be overthinking this right now. You're, you're actually doing research and stuff. That's when it starts I to know. go bad. But <laughs> no, I feel good. I'm taking the Colts as well, and it makes me feel better that Alex yeah. is taking it. Paul the Falcons are just too. Yeah. You never know what you're yeah. going to get you don't, with them. They're, they're, they're the Detroit Lions mm -hmm. of the modern day. <laughs> uh, Paul was indie indie too, by the way. Indie indie for Paul. Yep. Uh, one o'clock on Fox. The six and eight Packers are at the two and twelve Panthers. Go green. Go Panthers. Yeah, right. Go Panthers. Yeah. Um, that's going to be Green Bay by five. And oh, as much as I want to pick Carolina, I just uh, Green Bay is sporadic. Uh, they're a young team, but I think they got some talent, and I think they're going to knock off uh, Carolina. I'll take Green Bay, Green Bay. Yeah, I've been, I was really surprised that the Packers lost to the Bucks at yeah. home last yeah. week. That was a weird one. But I still think that uh, offensively that Jordan Love has been playing pretty well. So I'm going to take the Packers here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take them to cover. I just think that they're going to score too many points uh, for Carolina. Yeah, I think the Packers win. I think uh, Panthers go back to reality yeah. this week. Bad what does Paul lie? say? Paul says Green Bay, Carolina, so mm -hmm. Paul likes a close. I ball. agree with Paul. I believe that the Panthers will lose, but not by more than five and a half. Paul is the spread master. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, spreading mayo on a sandwich. Spreading anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no mayo. No mayo on an Italian. <laughs> One o'clock on CBS. Well, the someone's not here. Nine and five <laughs> Browns are at the eight and six Texans. Browns by two and a half. Sounds like uh, what's, what's his face still in concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, you know who I'm talking about. CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland. I think, you know, talk about coach of the year candidates. Uh, they yeah. just continue to play, play hard. Uh, I'll take Cleveland both ways. I am going to take the Browns both ways, too. Uh, I, I do think the Texans will be feisty in this game, though, and, uh, but two and a half is, you know. Yeah, it's not even a hoof. Yeah, it's not even a hoof. Yeah, so I'll take the Browns. Does that make sense? I take the Browns both ways, too. Yeah. What does Paul say? Paul says Klee Klee. Yeah, me too. That defense travels. Yep. Got to give him credit. Uh, One o'clock on Fox, the 10-4 and four Lions are at the 7-7 seven and seven Vikings. Lions by three and a half. Um, we talk a little bit about Minnesota here. Divisional battle. Does uh, anyone own anyone? Um, I, I would guess Minnesota generally owns Detroit because that's usually how it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to take Detroit, and I'm going to get a little, little wacky, a little weird, a little crazy. I'm going to take uh, Minnesota with the, the hook. Three Wh point what was game. that number again? Three and a half. So uh, I assume this is a Nick Mullins game, uh, Nick Mullins special for the Vikings. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Lions both ways, though. I, I was pretty impressed watching them against the Broncos last week. That's not a bad Broncos team the Patriots are playing, and the, the Lions made them look bad. Uh, that offensive line is is my dream come true. That's a great, <laughs> great that's a really good uh, offense. Uh, Lions line. Didn't they like his, their their like guard or something? I thought the Patriots liked one of their guys. Frank like, Ragnow. Frank Ragnow. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. Uh, I did what Deuce did. I split it. Uh, Lions win. Vikings points. And Paul did Detroit. Detroit. And I will do Detroit, Detroit as well. All right. Uh, Sunday at once on CBS, the four and ten Commanders are at the five and nine Jets. Jets by three. Jets by three. Mm. Yeesh. That's weird. That's a weird one. Who's quarterbacking um, for them? Is I don't even still know Wilson? right now. No, he's he's out. He's, he's got out. Concussion protocol too. Do you see him get crushed? He got absolutely yeah. just destroyed. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Washington, Washington on this one. That's what Paul did too. Yeah, I don't Evan? even I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Jets. I'm trying to figure it out really quickly. Does uh, it matter? It, I don't. 
I gotta say, if they lose this game to the Commanders, like, are we sure Robert Sala is going to be the coach there next year? Because all of these other teams are winning with backup quarterbacks and right. like you know being feisty and things like that, and that Jets team is terrible. Like, yeah. at some point, you got to look at the coach. Well, their backup was Zach Wilson. Yeah, and, and like the the Browns have started like four different quarterbacks in one games with all yeah, of them, you that's, know, that's yeah. true. like it just, at some point, like I keep hearing about how great the roster is in New York, how great the roster is. And yeah. it's like, well, then you should be able to win some games with, with whoever is that quarterback. Like if you can win a game with DTR, if you're the Browns, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the commanders in this game. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the upset. And I, I just, I think it might be coming apart in New York. I do. Yeah. What's this? We can only again? hope. Uh, Jets by Jets by three. Yeah. What do they know? What do they know? Um, is someone like hurt on the I defense just or something on their defense? Well, they don't have a quarterback, and you know they just lost thirty to nothing to to the Dolphins. Like I I, I don't and know. I, yeah, I don't know about Paul's numbers. Maybe I have to check them. All right. Eek. What do you got? Commanders, I guess. Oh. Both ways, I guess. Bringing endorsements. I guess. What does Paul think? Wash, 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 wash. Um, I'm gonna go Jets. I think the Commanders are having trouble too. Um. So I mean, Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go Jets at home. Their defense rallies both uh, ways. Both ways. Yep, okay. they cover. Sunday at one CBS. The seven and seven Seahawks are at the five and nine Titans. Ooh, this is the Seahawks by two and a half. These are uh, these are two Deuce favorite ancillary teams. I, I love the Seahawks growing up, and we all know my feeling toward Vrabel. And when worlds collide, I'm going to take Seattle both ways. By the way, it would be Trevor Simeon for, mm. the, for the Jets. Cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> like your line. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am worried about Seattle traveling. One o'clock game on the East Coast. It's Those early. are always a tough spot. It sounds like Geno Smith is going to be back. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing after how Drew Locke played. Uh I'm going to go with Seattle. I just think they're a better team, uh, but I, I don't love it. But I'm going to go with Seattle. Seattle. Can I ask this for the spread one more time? Uh, d- Seattle by two and a half. Very close. I have Seattle both ways. Okay. It's Paul a tough went, one. It's Paul, a tough went, one. Paul went Tennessee both ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. which Titans team comes out? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Seattle. I think they've been competitive all year. Um, yeah, I rally after last week yeah i think so i'm gonna go with the seahawks all right now we move to the four o'clock games 405 there's only one at 405 the eight and six jaguars are at the seven and seven buccaneers they take a bus to this one what do you think right this is uh tampa bay by one um yeah kind of an interesting game you know two teams trying to make a case i feel like battle of florida Mm -hmm. um yeah that's a tough one. I, I, I think they got a little mojo, though, in Tampa, and, and I'm not sure about Lawrence's health, so I'm going to go Tampa-Tampa. Yeah, the Jags have lost three straight after that What's winning streak. What's up with Trevor Lawrence right now in the updater? I think he's playing, but, it's, yeah, but he's, he's playing playing through it. That's yeah. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, High ankle strain. I, I don't know. You know. The Jaguars are a weird team. I, yeah. I don't know how to pick them. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Jags in this game. I, I just think that they are a little bit more motivated. They, they have bigger aspirations, so I'm going to take the Jags. Okay. Alex, I have the Buccaneers, but it's like realistically, is Baker going to string together that many wins in a row? Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. He's got a lot of vets around him. I don't know. uh, This is a tough one for Fred because like uh, Baker and Trevor, it's like two of his guys. I know. Let Baker bake. I've 
I've picked against the Bucks and I've been burned for it, so I guess I'll just ride with them. Buccaneers. Wow. All right. What does Paulie say? Paul's Tampa Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to go down. with the Jaguars in this game. I think they bounce back. Um, yeah, it's. I went with Baker the one time Fred didn't. Yeah, great. It's I'm worried a tough about one. Alex this week. I feel like, I feel like she's weighing <laughs> her if own I head right now. If <laughs> I know, I feel it. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Um, Four twenty-five on Fox. The three and eleven Cardinals are at the five and nine Bears. Oh, it's a top five game. This is Chicago by four. Um, probably the most they've ugh. been uh, favored this year. Yeah, what a gross game. Um. I'm not sure. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Chicago, um, but I'm gonna split it. I'll take the AZ points and see what happens. Yeah, I don't. I don't love taking this many upsets. Um, I, I kind of want to take the Cardinals in this game because I feel like even la- like 45-29 against San Francisco is kind of like a win for the Cardinals. Like the, you like didn't get completely dismantled by the Niners. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess. The Bears and that weather, Dome team, Cardinals. I'll take the Bears, but I'm going to take the points for the Cardinals. I'll take the Bears outright. Okay. And Paul took the Bears, Bears. And as I, I will too, Bears, Bears. Uh, 425 on Fox, 10-4 and four Cowboys at the 10-4 and four Dolphins. Okay, here this we go. Here we go. Miami minus one, good one after, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel taking all the, the blame and dropping F-bombs left and right. Good game, though. I'm excited to watch a little bit of it, hopefully. I'm going to say, hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with Miami at home both ways. Okay. Yeah, this is a tough one because both teams uh, play better you at love home. Dak. You love Dak. But is Tyreek going to play in this game? Yeah. I don't think so. What's their O-line status? And they, they, they had like the, five, their whole entire starting O-line. Uh, the, somebody tweeted, yesterday. I'm sorry, I can't remember who, that just said the entire starting offensive line absent from practice. I like, didn't even name names, just said the entire starting For Miami? Line. Yeah. Uh, against Mike, Micah Parsons in Dallas. So I'm going to take Dallas, but – I, I think mainly, you know, they don't travel well necessarily, but this isn't a cold weather game. This is just a road game. Yeah. So I, I like Dallas. It's too hot. I kind of like Dallas to avenge last Kinda? week. Not Kinda? really. Yeah. Are you married to it? No, yeah. I'm not. I wrote down the Dolphins. <laughs> so. Do you love it or are you in love with it? <sighs> it's settling. I'm settling. Yeah. I'm going to take, do- take Miami. Miami both ways. Oh, by the way, how was uh, Nick's uh, steak burrito yesterday? Was it good? Yeah, he enjoyed it's it. It's a little moldy. Uh, <laughs> Miami, Miami for Paul as well. Uh, I hate picking the Cowboys, but I have to here. Okay. So I am going to go with the Cowboys. Sounds like I'm going to pick up some ground on Paul this week. You could. <laughs> um, we're going to skip over the Patriots. Great game. Uh, Sunday night. And <laughs> we're going to a triple header on Christmas Day, uh, Monday, 1 o'clock on CBS in Nickelodeon. They're going to have an oh, alternate version game on Love Nickelodeon. That. You guys made fun of me for the Toy Story game. It was kind of awesome. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 6-8 and eight Raiders are at the 9-5 and five Chiefs. It's going to be Chiefs by 10, which is a big number. Um, and I think, like, I don't know. I just wasn't all that impressed with KC last week. I mean, Mahomes is awesome, but it seems like Kelsey's wearing down, and, and they got some issues. So I, I'm going to take KC to win. But I'm going to take those points in a divisional game. I think the Raiders are going to play fast and loose and, and score some points. Yeah, I, so the Raiders scored 63 points last week, I, and the Chargers fired their head coach. So I'm not really sure how much that really matters. I I really like uh, the, the Chiefs in this game. I, they have, like, 
they're not as good as they usually are, but they still have that Patriots thing where like they just take care of business yeah. against bad teams. And I, I think the Chiefs win, and I think they'll and cover. Uh, I think they cover, but like it's it's you know one of those that's like late backdoor. Yeah, yeah, not really great cover, but a cover. Chiefs, Chiefs. Um, I'm tempted to take the points here, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take the Chiefs both ways. Yeah, so Paul did too. All right. Um, 4.30 on Fox, the 5-9 and nine Giants are at the 10-4 and four Eagles. Marron. Eagles by 11.5. Marron. That's a big one. Uh, man, if this was in the Giants, I would probably take those points and think it was going to be close. But I don't know. I just I feel like Philly's kind of due for, for a get-right kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be today, this one. So I'm going to take Philly-Philly. I'm going to take Philly, uh, but I'm taking Tommy Cutlets to cover that <laughs> spread. I am, I'm worried about the Eagles. The Eagles are in trouble. Fired his agent. Now he's going to go off. Well, so apparently that, that it was like it, he hired a marketing agent. There you go. Oh, and so it wasn't his actual no, agent so that like he his, fired. His pl- it was the marketing oh. team. Correct. Like his player contract agent is still the guy that Paul knows. I Got don't it. know his name. Everybody getting a palm in the in the in the in the pot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Eagles are in real trouble. Uh, their their offense is really simple. Uh, their defense is exposed in the back end, and I, I think Tommy Cutlets keeps it at least within the spread of third. That's a big spread. Uh, and the Giants have been playing decent football. So yeah. gotcha. Eagles, Eagles. Paul is Eagles, Eagles too. Yeah, I'm very comfortable here taking the points. So it's Eagles, but I'm taking the points. Giants keep it uh, under that number. Um, 8:15 on ABC, ESPN Plus, ESPN Deportes. Uh, the 11 and 3 Ravens are at the 11 and 3 49ers. What a game! Another oh. good game. This is a, this what is a game! Circle. We're all going to be porked with. Food and presents. What's and that? Porked. Pork. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. No, no pork. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, this interesting game, how we pick it. I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take San Francisco at home. I, I will lay the points. I think it'll be a good game, but I think San Francisco win six points more. Uh, I have to stay with the bit, so I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. Upset special. And uh, this is the game, you know. Uh, Mike McDonald, the uh, the Ravens defensive coordinator, getting some love around the league. He's going to make Brock Purdy look like mr irrelevant you wish <laughs> ravens alex brock purdy mvp securing game oh, coming oh. No. <laughs> like, personally i like That's mccaffrey a- for it but uh yeah is that why you like mccaffrey yeah. or he's mm. got great abs mm. oh my god <laughs> I'm, a <professional>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional i'm a professional niners niners yeah paul's niners niners not to mention i don't hold a candle to olivia colblo so uh no i'm gonna go niners but i'm saying that the ravens cover yeah. All right. So there you go. There you go. All right. Now we move back to 815 on Christmas Eve. This game is on NFL Network. So apparently because uh, they gave NBC the Saturday. Yeah. So they were willing to give up the Sunday night football game. I see. So on NFL Network, but locally here in New England, what uh, network is it on? Uh, I don't know. Probably be BZ, right? Oh, not necessarily. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's CBS. Matisse doesn't or know. Or BZ here. Matisse has yeah. a very confused face. <laughs> what are you doing? You what, can, what is it? Use the he mic. He has the most Use your face. Talk to the mic. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Can you guys? Okay. BZ, I think. All, All right. right. That's so not it's very convincing, <laughs> Matisse. BZ, I think. It's definitely probably maybe BZ. Yeah, so, so in the New England market, the Boston market, you can watch it on BZ. You don't have, have to watch it on NFL Market. Network. 
Um, okay. Broncos six and a half. Um, and I just I, I think this is a tough travel. It's tough to play there for the Patriots generally. They got a bunch of new injuries. Um, I, I think Denver's going to roll in this game pretty easily. I got Denver uh, both ways, 27-10. Yeah, I'm with Deuce. I, I have Denver. I think it's a bad matchup for the Patriots. Aggressive blitz defense, a uh, couple good receivers, decent quarterback on the other side against a banged-up defense for the Patriots. I, I like the Broncos. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, though. Maybe weather, maybe cold, you know. Uh, I, I'll say Denver 17-6. to six. Oh. Yeah. Have fun with that on Christmas Eve. <laughs> You have fun with it. <laughs> oh, I get paid. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun. Having the I time hope of my life. you guys get, like, delayed. Oh, it's like frozen well, rain. You well, can't why do you hope? How dare you? That's rude. How dare you? Because it would make for a good radio after. I gotta hurt. Uh, gotta hurt. Good complaints I'll on Monday. I'll be in so much trouble. Broncos to win. Patriots cover. Really? Oh, good girl. for you. Oh, yeah. Showing a little faith, the faith in the home team. Putting them on Company the table. Gal. Company gal. <laughs> good for you, Alex. 21 17. 21 Wow. All right. Oh, boy. Yeah. I wish I had the faith that Alex <laughs> does. Like I said in uh, the roundup that Deuce sent out, the Patriots had trouble winning in Denver when Tom Brady was the quarterback. Yeah. Um, 24 10, yeah. Denver. That's where, uh, I'm, that's where I'm living, too. They win by two touchdowns. Should we pick Celtics Lakers too? Oh, on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, five o'clock. Celtics Lakers. What's the point spread? That I don't know. Household divided. Well, how can we own. pick it? Yeah, <laughs> just pick it straight up. Straight up. Celtics go. Celtics. Team Green. All right. Um, so that's it. That's Celtics our, by four and a half. This is our last oh. show. Um, Patriots unfiltered show before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Deuce and Paul, Tamara, Hardy, and Hardy. We'll be back for the pregame show on Sunday, six forty-five, six o'clock, six to eight, six to eight. We'll be here, and then the postgame show, and then we'll be back on Tuesday after Christmas. See you then. Thank, thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.